0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax, because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Okay, there's more proper introduction, and hopefully we are alive and in charge, and I've got a new recording device, and we're using a new computer, and hopefully we have put most of our technical issues behind us. We'll see what happens. Uh, If you are a fan of the show and you've been paying attention at all to our Twitter feed or our uh, sportsoffensive.com website, we did have a new Alien Offensive episode that went up last night. So if you're a fan of that show, please uh, tune on in and check out the newest episode. It's episode number seven. And in that episode, we covered uh, kind of Kevin Smith's transformation uh, health-wise or body image-wise, I guess. Or not body image, but body size, maybe. And then we covered uh, collectibles, the top ten collectible Star Wars toys, the most valuable. We also went over our favorite toys from the Star Wars era, as well as reviewing the Red Dead Redemption 2. And just the usual uh, shenanigans and, and stuff that we talk about, which is And Kevin Smith's video. Oh, right, his, uh, yeah. his impressions of Star Wars 9 uh, production over in uh what's it called so um let's see you you can't hear yourself very well uh not very well there there we go oh now i can yeah i I can hear you pretty well but it's it's interesting how different the headphones can be yeah that is interesting um and let's see uh thank you again for tuning into our show uh this is our is this our first December show or second December show?
3: Second December show. Second Last December Saturday was show.
2: December 1. first. My yeah. goodness, it's going quick. And I think we're guys. I think we're
1: approaching our 500th episode here. You know, I was I, looking at that the other day.
3: There's I think, no way. Yeah, no. There's we've no
2: been way. on three and a half years. So how would it be anywhere near 500? <laughs> so would it'd it would have, have to, to be 100 a week. It's that's 52 weeks a year. Yeah, so we be, maybe maybe approaching 175. Well, it might be counting all the replays. Oh.
3: yeah, I might be counting the replays that week. we do. Replays, oh. I'm replays. Sure we're, we're
2: over. Yeah, we're probably at 500 yeah. with replays. I yeah, I didn't even put the math together. Of course that's not possible. Yeah, it's yeah. It, we're
3: we're at about 140 <laughs> I was How many shows have
2: you been doing without letting us know? Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> you never know what I do. <laughs> You're right. I bet that is
1: the replays.
2: Yeah, I think it's the replay. I can actually give you a number here. And just give me a couple seconds while I look. Yeah, it yeah. So folks, uh Tonight we're going to, today we're going to go over uh, kind of the results of champion or conference championship Sunday, uh, obviously, Saturday or Saturday obviously whittling down to our final four teams for the playoff and a little bit of updating the Heisman race and is it possible that a person who's not going to play the rest of the year could win that Heisman which I'm sure is very possible. We are going to review the fact that we are now in the fantasy football playoffs. Congratulations if you made it. If you didn't, you're a scrub and you know thanks for donating your money as a fish. Uh, I'm in one fantasy uh, playoff, and I've got an amazing team that's going to have a good shot at a title. JP, I know in our fanatics league, is a good shot at the title with a real good team. Stumbled a little bit lately, but you, you've got yeah. all the talent is there. You just need Cousins to wake back up, and you need uh, or um, some better coaching moves. <laughs> oh <laughs> Ow. 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 I knew
3: I knew that was coming. Right. I knew that was coming. I, I, I tell
2: you, Cousins might be getting the bench in the playoffs for Mayfield. If you look at
3: Mayfield's numbers
2: overall, Mayfield has had a great run going, and he is predicted to be a top five quarterback this week. I think I he continues. I think he continues this week, guys. We'll get into that. Yeah, later. we will get into yeah. that. Yeah. There's
1: a couple of different
3: ways, but to go. I
2: think at least sitting at this table, I think we've got six teams in the playoffs. So if one of us doesn't win a title, uh, you know, uh. We all need a slap in the face, you know, preferably from a very hot uh, Asian woman, but, you know, from anyone would be be suitable. (laughs) We also want to run over the NFL playoff picture. It is getting down to the nitty-grit, and some teams are going to be helping themselves down the stretch here. Some are not going to be helping themselves down the stretch here if they need better draft stock, but then a top-five pick is no guarantee of a better player than a top-20 pick, so – also, uh, Nate's gambling corner, J.P.'s – oh, we're not going to have J.P.'s upset uh, Saturday, No, I can just give you – I've,
3: I've got the Army-Navy game picked on the site. I might change the score of that by just a hair. All
2: right, well, we'll count that as your, as your upset pick of the week or whatever, yeah. wh- whoever you pick on that one. Last week we were 3-3-1 three, three, and one in all Very seven nice. Unfortunately, I'm done gambling for the year. Uh, did not I – I, I have a penchant for having bad streaks, and you just can't lose five in a row. And not get in a lot of trouble. And that's that's what really has killed me. I did that twice in a row, or twice in three weeks. Mm-hmm. And that pretty much that pretty much ended my my run. Uh we also uh might run a little bit over uh, some sports collectibles and autograph stories that Nate has from his adventures uh as, as getting into the collecting world. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll have time, but yeah, I don't know if we will fill in material if we do. And also we should on a little bit about the NBA because wow is the NBA a different league. I agree. Yeah. Holy oh. cow. Granted, when Steph Curry and Draymond Green both come back, the Warriors will probably get better. But and Steph just came back. Whew. I tell you what, man. I watched that team out with Thanksgiving out with a family, and you know they all live out in California, and they did not look good. I mean, even when they had Durant and Clay, you know play, Durant and you know Clay are still there. Boy, if Clay was not hitting the three pointers, they looked terrible.
1: I, I think the NBA has kind of turned into a giant preseason because. <laughs> I, you know, they're to the point now they're, they're sitting guys, you know, they're superstars at times just arrest them. You know, this is making fans angry. Um, I don't know. I think it's time to take a hard look at the 82 game season. I think that they play in the NBA. I think that might just be too many games, man. Um, but that being said, the NBA is kind of seeing a, uh, What's the word? A changing of the guard, right? Like there is um, kind of a balance of power shift. You know, the the East has some really great teams this year. Yes, Uh, of course, the West is is competitive as always, but some different teams at the top, JP.
3: Oh, of course. And I I think I like what you said about um, a little bit of uh, preseason because college basketball got that way, right? Yeah. Like the last 15 years, as long as you're in the tournament, you know they're scheduling all these huge games in these pre these these first the uh, first weeks of the season in these mm-hmm. tournaments, um of you know Duke versus Kentucky. And Isn't all that Maui games. thing at the, the beginning? Maui, yeah, the Invitational, the, big, the ACC Big Ten Challenge. So they're playing a lot more teams and all this and that. So what you're really for is jockeying for is just your overall seed in the tournament now in, in college basketball. But you're right with the pros, we have the little changing of the guard with, um. Uh, Kawhi Leonard up there in uh, Toronto Toronto manhandled the Sixers the other night but the Sixers manhandled the Pistons last night with beat on the bench and Jimmy Butler took over
1: so let's just do the NBA quick we're already halfway in um you know what's you a, do a and, and, first. yeah okay yeah sure I'll throw trivia out yeah, there throw a
3: trivia question out there I gotta I got a second one to back you up that I saw do you player. let's yeah. do two then yeah. cool
1: um okay I'll go first uh Florida State's Jameis Winston became the youngest player to win the Heisman in December 2013. The oldest winner also happened to play for Florida State, too. Uh, Who is he and how old was he when he won? I'll even throw a third part in there. What
2: year was it? Scary thing is I might know the answer to that question. Uh, I think I I know the answer to that question. too. Oh, you think you know
1: all three? I'll get the year. Yeah, so that's why I was going to try to make it a little harder. So we'll add the year in there. What year was it? Who, how old, and what year? Mm-hmm.
3: So Okay, so I, I'll, I'll add a, a trivia question here, yeah. You know, a little bonus question for the day. Um, so in the history of the Heisman Trophy, which gets awarded tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern, at the Downtown Athletic Club in New York City, uh, there are two players. If Kyler Murley wins tonight, he'd be the third player drafted by a Major League Baseball team and win the Heisman. There are two other players that did it. Name them the school and the year. The,
2: I I think I know one of the one of the answers to that one. You probably and think, do, and it might be the same answer. They were Heisman winners or
1: Heisman candidates. Heisman winners, Heisman winners that were drafted the same year by
2: a baseball team.
3: Uh, it doesn't have to be the same year. They were They, okay. won, they won the they Heisman. They just had been yeah, drafted. They, they
2: won the Heisman and were drafted. Okay, okay, gotcha. And I think the answer to one of his might be the answer to yours. I'm, we'll I'm gonna
3: I'm gonna let you I'm gonna give you a hint. That's not correct. <laughs> So you don't have oh. to think about that one now.
2: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's not who you think it is. Yeah. Yeah, you probably have one of them. Write down who you think I'm thinking of. Just I don't want to tell the I don't want to tell the listeners, but I'm wondering if you guys are thinking the same person I'm thinking of.
1: Wow! Surprise. He wasn't drafted.
3: Oh, okay. He he was a walk on. He the, the, the they had him um, walk on and and try out.
1: Okay. Then is it?
2: Is that who you're thinking of? No. Okay. Nope. Russell Wilson won the Heisman. No, he did not. Oh, oh he did not. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah no, no. You guys – okay. I, so I think I have a better guess than you guys are thinking. So, so we'll this is It's going to be interesting I, I because – be completely way off base. You, you but... might be because this is – we have to go back a while. I had two potential answers for Nate's question, and I think one of those I think is one of your answers. So, it, it you know, it doesn't mean, like, it could be the other answer I'm thinking of right. for Nate's question. But anyway, it'll be fun. I always like it if I actually get close on the college football <laughs> question. So your, uh, your face lights up like, oh, a, yeah. like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> like a Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, hey, By the way, if you are listening to the show, either on demand or live, thank you so much and do us a huge favor. Go on over to Facebook and like us. Go to Twitter and follow us at both. You can find us at the handle at sign the SPT offensive. You can find us at Instagram under the handle the sports offensive with underscores between the words you can head to our station website, which is the dot You can learn about us. You can check out our favorites, uh, our favorite things, listen to stats and check out uh, current and pri- prior episodes. The website again is the dot Always catch us live via the blog talk radio on our site or on blog talk radio directly. Check us out on demand on blog talk radio, tune in, Heart, stitcher and as an iTunes podcast, uh, we're, Also, eventually, we're going to get ourselves on Pandora once they've got that up and running with the podcast. We do want to thank our show supporters, Idiot Cult T-Shirts, Health Guru EK Fit, and the Space Savers at Operation Organized. Find all of them and links to their sites on our site, and you can actually look at their websites directly on our website as well. So uh, do go ahead and uh, give them a look, especially if you're in – is EK fits in Philadelphia? Uh, No, they're uh, out in central Pennsylvania. Oh central, well, yeah, so central, in central Pennsylvania, yeah,
3: though. Okay. Pennsylvania.
2: okay. Um I mean I know you can get the products world or you know oh, countrywide, but I, I mean like if they were looking for a personal yeah. session or something. Yeah, but he he uh, uh, Ernie's area. out in
3: central Pennsylvania, so and which one? Ernie. No, what was the city? Uh, I I can't remember if it's the city. It's, it's, it's not
2: Grant, it. oh. is
1: it? No, 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 no,
3: no. <laughs> That's that's a, that's a Boondocks northern Pennsylvania. What uh, yeah. about what about Boyertown or whatever it's called? Uh Boyertown south of me. So he lives to the west more he doesn't live by state college. He lives out kind of um, in rural Pennsylvania in the middle, you know, Pennsylvania gets re- very rural in the middle of Pennsylvania. Right, it's, such right. a, it's a five-hour long drive to get across the state of Pennsylvania.
2: Yeah, it's one of the bigger states in, in the north. Yeah, they, it, them it and them in New York, yeah. really. Very yeah, big, I very think big. it's the biggest, actually. It's, we're Even right though, up
3: there with New York. New York goes very long north and south. We well, go and very long. New York
2: cheats a little bit because they get to count Manhattan, yeah. which is really, I think, that actually looks like it should be New Jersey.
3: Right, or they get to count Manhattan and Long be, Island.
2: I'm trying to think of what that that I strip think it's though, New Jersey that strip looks that like it belongs of. to a different state. You know, yeah. it's like New York just snagged that little piece of real estate somehow. So, and not no no on New York, but you know, good foresight, I guess, to to build that island up. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those History Channel specials about like when we like colonized America and what New York looked like before the buildings. And it was a I mean it was a dense forest, you know, mm-hmm. so. No wonder, they, no wonder they built there. I mean, tons of wood to do stuff. And as well, you clear stuff, you had more material.
3: That's how the East Coast is. It's, it's dense forest. Like, once you get outside of, like, you know, the, the major city, even where I live up by the Poconos, once you get over the mountain, I mean, there's Stroudsburg, East Stroudsburg. You go up 50 miles or Scranton, but it's just dense, dense forest.
2: Yeah. It's what, beautiful. What city was uh, Hanahoe born in?
3: Uh, I think he was down in Boyertown or right around Boyertown. Oh, that is
2: Boyertown. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, that's because that's where Rigner's from. He's from Boyertown. <sighs>
2: Oh, Rigners from Boyertown.
3: I think I believe he was from, from what Boyertown. Was, Richard, yeah, what's the
2: boarding school he went to? Was it the Hill? He,
3: uh, yeah, he went to a boarding school, and I'm not sure which one
2: he actually went to, but he definitely went to a boarding <laughs> okay. school. Okay, I just I knew you. I, I I was trying to remember like all of the. Uh... I'm gonna give you the mouse there, since you can see the screen. So, uh, anyway, back to what we were gonna be talking about. Let's see, uh, kind of got sidetracked. You're fine. Uh, I think were talking, you were. Oh, you were gonna talk about uh, with MBA. Yeah, NBA. I
1: just figured, um, you know, since we were kind of already balls deep in, we'd uh, already uh, Whoa.
4: jump in there. All right. Jum, well, you know,
2: we're jump gonna, all we're in there. We're just going to jump I in? I, I, didn't, mean. I, didn't, I didn't realize what kind of a morning we were going to have here. <laughs> hey, hey,
1: hey, hey, no crossing swords here. <laughs> Don't
2: cross the street. Hey, man,
1: we need to spice things up and get our <laughs> listenership up a little bit.
2: Uh,
1: so... I do think things are, are kind of fun this year in the NBA. You've seen a change into the guard, like we talked about. Uh, you've got teams, you know, Milwaukee's having some success. Who uh, just got
3: beat last night by yeah. Steph and and the Dub brothers and KD? Who
1: Steph is back? Who yeah? Who got Steph back? Uh, they just don't look like the same team without him a no, lot of the don't. times. Uh, but they've they've been a really interesting team this year. The, the Warriors, as as they typically are, but, and you
2: might be right about the whole. Uh, Regular season is a preseason to them.
1: It is, you know, and it's all about getting to the playoffs, you know. I think they care a little bit about seeding, you know. So when it gets towards the end of the season, they're in there doing their thing, you know, playing defense and all that. Um, But, yeah, I don't – you know, I just don't see it being 100% from both teams because I think the back-to-back thing has really changed the NBA, you know, where they – they got to go in and sometimes play back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Is that occasional?
2: Uh, where, where three, they play, I, three, no, no, three no. Three,
1: three and four nights,
2: oh, I think. it's three and
3: four if, nights yeah. they were doing. I think they changed it to three and five nights. Yeah. I know the NHL kind of plays three and four
2: nights still,
1: I think. Yeah, so, I mean, that that wears you down. You know, 82-game season, all the traveling you go through, um, like we talked about. But, and
2: Shalareth was talking a little bit of smack about that on our local fan station. And you think, hey, man, you only play one day a week. So, I mean, granted, you practice all the other days, but... What, compared to baseball players, you mean? Uh, he was comparing the NBA whining about too many games, at you know, in one week. And he's like, well, we, you know, and, you know buckle up, buck up or whatever. And it's like, dude, you only played one game. Yeah. Course, somebody should have called in and said that to him. Well, I'm, somebody probably did at some point. But I know I'm, Chi-Town Mike could probably tell me, but you don't understand how much more use of football is on your body than da-da-da.
3: Well, I got into an I- argument with him
2: about hockey and uh well i'll get into that argument right
3: now if you want me to <laughs> yeah hockey I mean, I mean how many how many how many times up and down the court do you see 90% of the players on the, on on the court take off right on, yeah. in the nba
1: <laughs> that is a lot of impact on your body man that up and down on the basketball
2: court like that all hardwood yeah i mean that's i'm, what she I'm said. Sure I mean, <laughs> i'm sure they're built now to allow it with more give to try and absorb that that hit but yeah by the way uh, I like to tell people something good is on MoviePass because you got to pick your days because some days it's just garbage, you know, and uh, Boy Erased is on today, and I know your lady really wants to see that. So oh, yeah, if you guys does. had interest in going to one of the showings that's covered by my MoviePass, I'd go, mm. but uh, okay. how's the I foot doing? Gross. <laughs> Whoa. <Great. laughs> no, I mean, like, is it feeling better at yeah, all? Yeah, yeah. When did she burn it?
1: Would have been uh, two nights ago, Thursday night. Uh, see, I didn't hear this story yet. Well, she asked me not to tell anybody. Okay. Oh,
2: well, you didn't say anything to me about that. <laughs> Good job, Marcus.
1: <laughs> she was embarrassed. Why? So, I don't know, because it was kind of silly how it
2: happened. Uh, we all have Shit. silly stories. Yeah. Oh, my God. How many times do you – Didn't it... you ever think about that? Do you ever have that when you're her. sleeping at night or you're trying to go to sleep? And, like, for whatever reason, you're a little bit too awake. So your mind's going too fast. Is it crazy how, like, all the stupidest moments of your life are what start flashing through your mind? Why do we do that? Why don't you flash through the greatest moments of your life? It's a good question. You have to, like, forcibly do the great moments, you know? Yeah.
1: Because the great moments aren't good enough and the bad moments are defining.
2: (laughs) Maybe... maybe... (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I like that. That's a good philosophy. Put that one in, get, get,
3: get get that one in a frame and put it on the wall. Write oh. that down. Dude. I don't, don't even good. remember what it was. Oh,
2: I have to listen to. What did you say? You said something. But the bad <laughs> moments define it, you. Yeah. The good ones, the good moments are never good enough. But the bad, bad moments, moments define you. you. That's you go. a good quote, man. That's very true. That really is true. Um, you know, it makes me also think about that movie, Vanilla Sky. And uh, where Tom Cruise is, you know, goes in there and he gets like, oh, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I don't want to spoil the whole like. Vanilla you know, Sky? Oh yeah. I don't want to spoil it for any listeners who haven't seen it. If got You haven't it. seen Vanilla Sky? I think oh, I like that we, movie. It was way, made in like 2008. We, we so. got a
3: well, we got a thumbs up by my mother on the sound quality right now. So, okay. All right. Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you so much for letting us know.
2: Is your mom's name Diane? Yeah. Yep. Isn't that weird? My mom's name is Diane. Oh wow. But my mom spells it with two n's. My mom does, maybe two. <laughs>
4: oh! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Well, good morning to the Dianes yeah, out yeah. there. You know,
4: at least. Obviously,
2: one of you are listening, and I don't know if my mom's listening or not. And at Sometimes least one do. of you
4: spells it with two ends.
3: <laughs> I'm pretty. Uh, it's two ends. It's two ends. Two N's. I am
2: pretty its 2
3: N's. its 2 ends 2 ends oh, i could ask where her birthday is, but I don't oh, know her birthday. Avoid I don't, that no, 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 no. Her, her, her birthday is July 13th because I had ah. to go. I had to. I had to okay, appear, good in, recovery. I had, to, I had to appear in court on that day
1: for certain instances. Good recovery. I'm good recovery. sure my mom's birthday is on September 16th. Oh
2: man. How about how about Mrs. Holmes? When's her birthday?
1: April seventeenth.
2: Yeah. And wait, wait, did you say April for your mom, or are you July? Uh, my mom's July thirteenth. No. Oh,
3: okay. Well, thirteen's my favorite number, and then well, I had a there was i had to appear in court on the thirteenth for numerous reasons, to, in the in defense <laughs> of someone else.
2: It wasn't there to get your money from the Nigerian prince who had promised you a kickback from Nigeria. Like I said, it was paid. It was on on behalf of someone else. (laughs) Character (laughs) witness. Yeah, those are fun. I like to get up there and then just kind of give that person a look and be like, "All right, either you're going to be giving me some stuff, or I'm going to go ahead and give you a crappy character reference." Uh, No offense, man. I wouldn't
1: have pegged you as a character. Witness, (laughs)
2: Witness, though. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think I'd really make a good one.
1: I don't
2: know. I'm just kidding you, buddy. Well, the witness that was calling JP was because JP was with the other guy. Uh, and, so that was gotcha. the proof that that guy was causing problems And a delinquent. Uh, that's good stuff. That <laughs> is good stuff. So I know not got first on here the results from the fight between Wilder and Fury. I don't even know.
3: Ended in a draw. It, it went to what? full, and they were calling for an immediate uh, an immediate uh, rematch. Uh, ended then the draw. So rematch they went, they, tonight. Not tonight. No, no, no. No, not tonight. no rematch tonight. Oh, that's why i gonna like win. to see. Um, no, it, those two guys, they were punchers. Now, obviously, uh, there's another guy in the heavyweight that everybody wants to fight, but he's not in shape right now. That's going to be the next big fight. But they want a rematch of this one because it was a slugfest.
1: Is that Jones?
3: I, off the top of my head, I don't, I don't know the heavyweight. So, enough.
1: Somebody is trying to revive boxing, right? Is yes. that what's going on here?
3: Yes. Because that was up, a boxing match? Uh, there was a boxing match. Now, wow. ESPN has this, uh, and CBS, I think, sports does it too. They have uh, Friday night and Saturday night fights back on TV where you don't have to pay pay-per-view to watch them of lower because, cards. Because
2: HBO dropped boxing.
3: Yes. So, you know, they're bringing back the fights to, to get And ESPN is now going to broadcast their first UFC fight, I think, in January.
4: Remember? <laughs>
2: Jeff Foxworthy, when he first started his comedy, he was he was talking about being up too late, and he's like, "Yeah, I got home from the club, turned on ESPN, and there was two white guys boxing." He goes, "That's how you know you're up late." <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Of course, that, that was, was all the a... way back in the '80s or whatnot. Even so. better. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, did did anybody see the fight at all?
3: I I was actually um I was gonna go watch it, but uh, I I ended up getting really tired and falling asleep.
2: But oh, I, I saw you. highlights.
3: I, I, I saw highlights of it. Uh, you know, I, I know Wilder got knocked down once or twice. I mean, so they were punching. Oh. You know, it was it was a good fight. Um, people definitely want to see the rematch, and people want to see uh, the, the the guy. It's, it's, I don't know if it's Klitschko, uh, the Klitschko guy, is or Jones. One of the two, they want to see those guys get in shape to fight these two guys. Well, the Jones I was thinking of is the one
2: from UFC. Oh yeah, you're thinking of that, that's what I UFC. thought. I think it's Jones. Jones, John Jones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think
3: it's Klitschko. Is everyone that wants to see these guys fight Klitschko? Now one of the Quizco's retired, right? Like, the mm-hmm. one that was
2: married to the hot actress from Heroes.
3: I'm not sure. I'd have okay. to look that
2: up. Well they're divorced now though. I can't remember who she's dating. Hayden Panettiere or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Boy, she was hot. She's still pretty hot, but she was real hot for a long time there. But it was so funny yeah. thinking about her like four foot ten frame with his like six foot nine frame. it's like, boy, there's not a whole lot of positions that are gonna work real well, but you know, maybe she's but thinking she probably right, very much, so the
1: jackhammer, say,
3: it's a, it's
2: a, <laughs> the a pile jackhammer, the reverse pile driver,
4: <laughs>
2: you name it. Sound kind of like Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philly. You know, all the all the hits, all the great ones. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys watch that show? That's one of my favorite all-time shows. Always
1: Sunny. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean not regularly, but I've you know I've seen a number. I've seen it a number of times.
2: Yeah. yeah. I can Me- never figure out when it's on. <laughs> Well, it's it's done now, so it will only it's, be on Hulu or replay. It was syndicated
1: it. recently on some kind of weird channel. Was it the Pop channel FX, or like
3: Pop Paramount? Maybe.
1: Yeah, one of those. I can't remember which one it's on.
2: It's on TBS, I think.
1: Is it? It's on another weird station though, and they just play it back to back to back to back. Yeah,
2: I there are so many wonderful episodes. If you like, if you like the characters, uh, to me, it's the true heir to Seinfeld because it's got the same rules. They're horrible people with, yep. who are completely selfish, and they never oh, yeah. learn. And
1: It's a proven formula. I mean, the league worked pretty well, and that was kind of the same premise, right? Just
2: I am horrible so disappointed people. that show ended. It, it, just like with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, maybe this improves the quality, but I wish they would have longer than 10-episode or 13-episode
1: seasons. Yeah.
2: I don't like the, we're going to just do 10-episodes i mean again it's great but you wait a whole year to see the show
1: i yeah i agree i'm okay with 10 if it's all quality you know no filler episodes none of that crap you know i if you're gonna do 10 like episodes when, like, then make it good you know good, good episode yeah where like you're engrossed dirty, and intrigued by what's when going dirty on Dirty
2: randy and um <laughs> yeah the, the brolo went to california and that was the stupidest thing i animated. ever seen. The animated one? Oh, yeah. It had animation in it, too. Yeah. But, I mean, like, just the fact that they're shooting each other and they're running around L.A. And it was like, what does this have That's to do exactly with That's
1: exactly why show? I'm okay with 10 episodes, <laughs> because they run out of material. Yeah.
2: It was like you Seth Rogen was... I guess they were just friends with Seth Rogen, and he wanted to be on there so bad. Yeah.
1: All the best shows come to an end. So, mm-hmm. you know, just how much material you have is...
2: You realize how long that show was on? That they had a guest star on a season opener... Of first of all, Chad Ochocinco, and then the next year Matt Forte, because you know Ruxton had his dance with the Chicago Bears, the yeah. Bears when he won his title, yep. And um, and Andre got Ochocinco to come to Vegas for their Vegas draft, where they did the draft in the water. That's right, yeah, you know, yes. And I did like – I think one of the keys on that, even though it was great that the fantasy portion became the backdrop because the others, the rest of the show was such a great – it was so good writing. Yeah. I mean, it was so clever. Uh, that, I mean, uh, the plot and that show is amazing. When you go back and watch it again, it's like it's, – But really, to me, it was the characters that made the plot. Like, the
1: characters were so finely crafted, you know? And, it, like, you didn't really ha- – it wrote itself. Yep. You know what I mean? Like each of the actors
2: took hold of their role.
1: Absolutely. Like everything was kind of already laid out. Like, okay, you're the brother in law, you know, the stoner that still kind of lives at the house and <laughs>
2: right. makes up
1: songs on the guitar and you know, okay, you the, then he
2: becomes an entrepreneur. Yeah,
1: you're the womanizer and uh, you know, the single friend and you know, the shit talker on the fantasy page right. and yeah, so yeah, it's just they just Married had the all their Sophia. different personas brought together, just formed a story. And that's kind of what they did. And it worked. Yeah, yeah. I like that show. Yeah. It's great. Oh, miss it. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I don't know how much time we want to spend on this today, guys, but I, I figured we wouldn't be doing our due diligence if we didn't talk about it. And that's the abuse epidemic in sports and entertainment. and And how do we, Fix it and I don't know if fix is the Proper word
3: um, Well Nate you know I don't know if you saw the headlines this morning If you woke up a little late but um, The kid on a, the, the freshman Running back out of Kansas uh, Pookie uh, Williams or, or whatever His name is uh, set the, He rushed for 1200 some yards Just got charged or just got uh, Brought up on domestic charges So wow. and then
2: who was the one that, Who was the guy that got released Last week? Foster Foster. Yeah. Well, Reuben Foster got released. Got picked up by uh, Redskins. the
3: Redskins. They made Doug Williams look like their big old scapegoat out there. That that <laughs> I won't. I don't even want to say that damn name of uh, that that team in D.C. That Daniel Snyder's
2: a son of a bitch. Oh, the Native Americans. Yeah, the Native. Well,
1: let's keep this focused. Yeah. So I I think just you know the kareem hunt thing is kind of just a pinnacle of what we've seen over the last what like three to five years and it's been a meet the me too movement and the woman's movement and the woman's march and you know there's just been a lot of things going on in our country and we've seen kind of a culture shift here over the last few years yeah um you know all the uh stuff in the news about these big media moguls or uh uh movie directors or producers that are getting you know accused of abuse uh you know you've got so the your Me Too
2: movement basically absolutely yeah.
1: you've got your uh what's his name kevin spacey's and and those types that are you know coming out different like celebrity chefs i mean everybody
2: you the know CEO, no one is one,
1: immune to this
2: that ceo of uh i think it's, i don't know if it's a is it a clothing company or whatever the one the guy just stepped down as CEO, and I didn't know I who know. he was, but apparently oh. it's a massive company. You know what? I should H&M? hear about that. I don't remember. Oh.
1: That. Is it H H&M? and I I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. know.
2: Well, unless that's part of his empire, but I, can't, okay. I don't think that's not. I didn't recognize the name brand at all. But it was but, uh,
1: he, did, he. There's some
2: abuse involved. Yeah, I guess yeah. like the stuff that he was doing in the office all the time, and his was more like I guess like I mean I, I, I don't know the detailed details, but like more of a. He felt free to, like, you know, grab a woman's ass as he walked by her, you know, which, you know, you think back to the 1950s, that must have been quite an interesting world where you, like, you could literally just walk up to a girl who you thought had a nice body and just grope her. I mean, I guess you kind of can see where, or I guess it doesn't really ring, like, I didn't really kind of get it until I really thought about that. But as guys, it's weird, right? Because would you have a problem if a woman came up and was groping you? No, because we're always chasing So it's like, oh, sweet, you know, even if it's not one that you want, it's like, oh, I'll take the ego boost, you know, but women don't like it because I think they get it nonstop from the age of like 12, whereas we get it three or four times in our life. And it's a wonderful, you know,
1: yeah, well, women they they don't have a choice.
2: You know, you're
1: you're grabbing their butt without them (laughs) being, you know, yeah, you can do it or no, you can't. You know, they
2: don't have a say in it. But I'm saying I do think it's a different perspective because I don't think a guy would necessarily have a problem with it. You know, like. Like I was saying, for a guy, it would just be a massive ego boost, but probably only because it's the opposite, and that makes me think of. I'll
3: I'll tell you what. I mean, when I left the Bierstein back in Pierre, I was bartender and used to wear. This is when I was lifting weights heavily. I used to wear <laughs> jean shorts and a t-shirt with my <laughs> sleeves rolled up. And right before I left for Colorado, moved <laughs> move to Colorado, the the the, the 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 women in the bar that were all married, you know, not going home to their husbands were chucking dollar bills on the floor. So I'd bend over and pick them up for them.
2: <laughs> uh, that's great, man. <laughs> Again, so you, uh-huh. see, I mean, now a woman would be offended by that. And I understand why. Yeah, But as a guy, you'd be like – you want, you want a piece of this? Hey, let me show you what
3: you're missing. You well, know they I mean. wanted to stuff dollar bills down my shorts. I said, "Honey's, you got to pull on fives, baby. There's no
1: dollars going yeah, on there. So I, want, you
2: know, I want five bucks, but I want them all men haven't been a, a Men
1: haven't been oppressed for thousands of years. That's so, very true. Exactly. You know, that's why there's a different perspective yeah. on it. I think that's a lot of it. So And I
3: say what I say, not jokingly, but jokingly, because it did happen, but there is a very different perspective from a male point of view to a
2: female point of view. Oh, yeah, and I think absolutely. it's important that we get that out there, because I think that a lot of times discussions these days, you don't ever actually talk about what's actually going on, and maybe why. People don't want to like, no, just stop this. It's like, well, how about we figure out what's causing the behavior, and see if there's a systemic cause, because, like George Carlin used to always say, right, he said, uh, we think in language, so the quality of our thoughts and ideas are only going to be as good as the quality of our language.
1: And, dude, that's such a great quote, and you and I have talked about this before, but it's the American way to cure the symptoms, and not go to the root of the cause, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, because that, that's what makes money, you know, right? If you well, and, keep that's that... What,
2: and that does, oddly enough, that seems to be what drives innovation, right? Like with football, what drives innovation to make better pads and, and reduce injury and reduce concussions, right, is the loss of players. Mm-hmm. Why don't we hit quarterbacks anymore? Loss of player, mm-hmm. loss of yep. revenue, Yeah, just said, yep. loss of money. That, I mean, and going back on that opposite theme, like when I talk about Vanilla Sky, he, one of the, the common lines in that movie, besides open your eyes, is the sweet is never as sweet without the sour. And it, I, I kind of equate that to when I got laid off, right, and I got a severance package. So it's not to worry about, like, you know, losing your house or losing your residence or whatever. You're, you're going to have some money, and you have a little bit of time off. It doesn't take very long before you're like, man, without a job, it is hard to find purpose. Like, you, have, you need some kind of a goal you're driving towards, and if you don't – if you have the money there – and you don't have to work. It's a, it's for, at least for me. I mean, I, I'm sure other people are different, but boy, it really hurt my motivations. Like when people talk about working from home, I've always told my boss, never, I don't ever want to work from home. She's like, well, you could do it. We could trust you. No, I don't want to work at home because I would not get to see people. I wouldn't get out of the house. Uh-huh. You know, it's like I need to get out and, and get energy from my surroundings. And that's not going to happen at home unless I'm doing like something I like, which I'm not going to get paid for.
1: It's, uh, it's like Maslow's hierarchy. Do you know what that is? Absolutely. So it's just kind of the basic idea of this pyramid, right? And at the bottom is your basic needs, you know, your water, your shelter, your food, you know, and as you kind of move up the ladder, you know, it's more, okay, emotional, you know, uh, connections you know is up there and then at the top of the pyramid is kind of like Mm self-actualization you know and it's uh you know things like art and music and you know and you can't get to that point without having all these needs met underneath absolutely you know and it's just yeah it's so fascinating to me but uh kind of back into what we were talking about you we've seen the video of kareem hunt come out you know we compare it a little bit to uh the ray rice incident Uh, You know, what are we, what are we as a society supposed to do or required to do to kind of rein this in, you know, are we supposed to, how do we educate our young boys or our young, you know, well, our well, young let's, let's youth ask, Then Let's
3: ask, uh, you know, a preview question to that, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, this was brought up. Kareem Hunt wasn't honest with the Chiefs and he right. came out and said it. His interview with, I think it was uh, Lisa Salters from ESPN, uh, was interesting to say the least. Um, <laughs> but how does TMZ get these videos and, the Chiefs don't or the league doesn't it's all about money they get get they pay for they pay for because and, and now, all of a sudden, TMZ's breaking the story, and
2: they have to everyone has to react to what they see from TMZ I would say think of it this way: If the NFL blows five million dollars to purchase this tape from this hotel, right, and the incident is going to get out right I mean that incident was known about, just not severity or anything right and if the NFL were to spend five million bucks on a tape like that, don't you think TMZ would say breaking news? The NFL spent $5 million to get the security tape from such and such a hotel. You're saying that
1: would leak pretty quickly. Right. So
2: they're, they're down if they do and down if they don't. Right. That's a really good point. It it is It's a great point. And Nate talks about not, or about how we treat symptoms and that's exactly what the NFL is doing. Right. They're treating symptoms about like, you know, it's first of all, it's like, you should get those tapes. You should pay for them. I mean, my goodness, you're a, bazillion dollar industry five million I, I would heard. be public about it too that's what i mean Immedi- yeah. immediately release the tape and immediately Absolutely. say the nfl is considering sanctions against said player uh waiting to see uh, until we hear what the club is doing first because it's their employee
1: mm-hmm. and
2: then that club can decide to drop them or not and if they don't drop them then the nfl can say uh, we are going to demand this much of a donation towards female causes you're going to be suspended for this many games without pay and, and they put him on the commissioner's list, right, you know. Yeah. Right. And you're not going to get training either. So you hurt your career. Yeah. Well,
3: and, and we talk about Kareem Hunt and what happened there. And I don't think we've really heard from the girlfriend or that girl. We, we don't, we don't, people know who that woman is, but we don't have a clue. No, who that woman she is. hasn't
2: come forward. She at hasn't all. come forward. So well, it makes you wonder if she received income. wonder. But I, but and Ruben, I don't I know.
3: Foster's girlfriend came out on GMA this week and did an interview, an exclusive with Good Morning America, and said, I really thought he was going to change. That's why I don't want to press charges. Right right you now and it brings us back reuben foster's from alabama so is this a new thing or was something covered up at? yeah alabama?
1: and this is the argument jp and i this you're you're getting right to the root of it for me is you know we tell we tell these young men you gotta go on the field and you gotta rip their heads off you know and you gotta be the bigger man and you gotta hit that guy harder than he hits you and you know all this talk that's going on when you're Put out on the field, and then you know these guys are asked to go back and be human after right, that. But don't hurt him <laughs> Knock this guy out of the game, crush him, rip him apart. I and I'm not him. saying that's my perspective. Don't, don't I'm just discussion. saying that's one side of the argument. Right? Oh, Is that?
2: But that that yin yang. It's a conditioning thing. We want right? you to hit this guy as hard as you possibly can, but don't hit him in the head, don't hit him in the knees, and don't hurt him. It's like, well, wait a minute, and don't leave the crown on your helmet. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, right. how do you remember all those things when you're in your moment? You, and know, you, don't, don't, you don't. Right, that's why they. Yeah, that's why, you that's don't. Why when they get mad at them, it's like, don't get mad at the player. It's instinct Instinct almost, stuff. yeah. I've and it doing it's, this for 20 well, years. And
3: it's built in as uh, when we played peewee football. You know, we got taught how to do this or that and so on and so forth, and it's instinctive. That's why we're having kids play flag football now. I see on my Facebook uh, page that they're playing flag football as kids. You know, when I started, football, I think that's the right flag. thing
1: to do until high school. You know, I don't think you really should put on pads and start. hitting. Well,
3: until... well with what we know now, yeah. well, think, why think hurt of, the body? Think about the peewee coaches. They're not really qualified to be teaching
2: these kids sometimes about course, the proper. No, time. You, you're just finding somebody who's willing to take the time and do it. Exactly. Yeah, it's not going to be. I mean, and how do you I mean, that would be a I've, good thing for the
1: NFL to pay for.
2: I've it watched enough. I've watched enough cousins and nieces and nephews, you know, in sports games to know that you're not. Kids aren't listening. Not not the young age. You right. There's only certain certain age that you're going to listen. So yeah, I, why not do the flags?
1: I think know? they would listen. You know, that would be a really good thing to get all the players involved in and make not make them, but offer that as a program. You know, to the NFL players, like, hey. You know, I want you guys to go down to, you know, wherever city and talk to this little league, you know, or whatever, you know, uh, what do they call Pop Warner, Warner. right? So go, go down, you know, address this Pop Warner football league. It's 10 teams, you know, they, the kids would think it's the coolest thing in the world, you know, that uh, Russell Wilson is coming in to talk to us about football, you know, and kind of educate them on how to tackle what is the right way to tackle now you know and and how to respect each other like there's a competition here but we're not trying to kill the other guy you know like there's a there's got to be a competitive respect on the field and you know and teaching that to kids i think is there's a fine line but i think getting that message message across to them it does have to be somebody that they're going to be like you know just taken with and it also has to be in like I think a 20 minute time period, because you know how kids are. They lose
2: their attention yeah. span. And I agree. Quickly. It can't be a, it can't be a, like just a player from the NFL or a professional. It has to be a guy. That's a stud. It has to be something that all the players are like, who who's here. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, look who's here, Broncos offensive lineman. Well, like, you know, a lot of kids aren't going to get that excited. We we probably get more excited about that than they would. Right. But, but if you say, oh, No, they got
1: to utilize their superstar. Yeah, here's right. Von Miller. It's like, oh, yeah.
2: like the no. And I,
1: and I think, you know, back to the original topic, I do think that, that that's something they could do with the abuse topic as well. You know, going into schools and talking to classrooms and, you know, p- kids respond to that. You know, they, you, they do. You got, you know, um trying to think of a good example. You know, we said Russell Wilson. I mean, coming into your school and, you know, being like, hey, kids, you know, don't hit women, you know, and, and getting that message out there. I think,
4: yeah,
3: you know, Nate, it's impactful. I, I love what we're talking about. And I think one of the one of the, a really good point as a rookie coming to the NFL and just a refresher for everyone, day one orientation before training camp. The first line is this is the year 2018, almost 2019. Everything you do will be caught on tape.
2: They need they need like bring in a a group of people to it doesn't have to be a player but like an an educator and have it like either one on one or one on three maybe so it's a small group so you're really talking to these guys. I know they don't do small groups. Here's three weeks of lessons. First week is social media. Here's what not to do. Don't say something stupid. Don't say something racist. Don't take pictures of your junk. And don't get into a, a fight with a fan. I, I honestly two, think here's how finance works. You know, week three here's about abuse. You know, I think the team needs
1: to assign someone to social media. You know, and they that's the filter. You know, if you want to post something, then you got to call dude and be like, or you Hey, send it
2: to yeah, and they you can,
1: can bring, uh, Hey man, put this up on my Facebook page. That way, a it's screen first, yep. and yeah. somebody takes a look yep. at what's being said. And then B, it's just monitored, you know. Like it's, uh, I don't know. I just think that that would be a good idea.
2: But for, you have to remember how many of these players they don't want rules. Schlerer talks about this all the time. Well, they're trying to build a brand. Yeah, they're trying to build so, their own brand, and this right. is what the
3: NBA and, has done really well. LeBron and, and everybody, Michael Jordan, and so that four. affects right? Right. that and affects
2: the their ability not going to do that. Right. But that in it NFL is a different animal right it always is about it's about the The shield shield. yeah it's about the name on the front not the name on the back in baseball and basketball the name on the back does matter a lot Because that's what sells the tickets. In football, it's not really the player that sells it; it's the team that sells it. It's the idea. There's so many different
1: things with football.
2: Yeah, I think just the
1: different colors on the jerseys sell the jerseys. (laughs) Well, I'm not kidding you. That's why they do the
3: their special jersey. They do like the third the color run jersey because you got to sell more jerseys.
2: Yeah, that's all it is. And baseball gets hurt in that regard is that they are almost all words and very few pictures these days. Yeah, whereas NBA and Uh, football and probably even NHL. It's a lot of the logos or the, or the mascots and things like that. Sure. But before we move on from this topic, one of the things I wanted to bring up that I think it's important for both like the me too movement thing in sports or, and all around as well as racism. And I think that I don't think that maybe we appreciate often enough, the systemic part of it. And people try to like slough that off a lot of times, but the best example of systemic racism that I can tell from my own personal life Is when I went to stay with my grandpa, my grandpa was a super dude. He was the coolest grandpa. He was super generous. He was super, I mean, he was just a great guy, but when I went over to get babysat by him and I turned on the Cosby show, my, after like five or 10 minutes, my grandpa went, wow, is this like an all colored show? And I was like, Oh yeah, it's, it's, this is the Cosby show. This is Bill Cosby. Did it, you know, of course didn't know anything about Bill Cosby back then, but how ironic is that part? But the fact that i didn't really or he just was kind of shocked to see that there would be a show that was all black folks and no white folks on it right and that but he was also 76 at the time which and, and was, you were, was that was 20 years ago 20 yeah. 2012 12 yeah. years ago so you know you, we well, you're talking about like how you grow up or what you know where you grew up or time that you grew up in what was the norm then is that one of our car? I going to say, going there's off? a car alarm going off <laughs> outside
3: somewhere. <laughs> Nate, has, Nate has a, Nate, Nate has a different oh, he's car right car, now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, but we, you know, we get content. back to well, we get back to we get back to all that, and it's a different generation in a different way that they were brought
2: up by their parents. So you think about the show. Have you ever seen uh, what's the ad- advertising show? Uh, uh, chauvinistics. Uh, Mad Men, I think is what oh, it's called. Oh, Mad Men, yeah. And I, I only saw like one season of it. I, I mean, it was a pretty good show, but I just never really got into it. But it is crazy the life that they lay, led. It's like women were almost fifty percent considered property or an object, right? Yeah. And then you can see why how that would be a long term problem. And I'm, I was trying to show the same thing with my grandpa and talking about the Cosby Show. It wasn't that he was racist or that he like he hated black people. He was just like surprised that he would see a show devoted to black people, even though that those have been on for a long, I mean, what's happening. Was it was in just the 70s. like,
1: you would be surprised if you saw somebody driving down the left side of the road.
2: Yeah. I, it's just exposure to something that you've never seen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like if you'd never seen a gay couple, then if you see one kiss, it's probably like, Whoa, you know, not that you're inherently like hateful is you're just, oh, wow, I, I, that's not what I expect to I, see. Whereas, no, that, that's a good point, because uh, we were on a, uh, a
3: trip when I was about uh, this was a school trip function with our grade. Uh, I think I might have been it was before I was able to so maybe like 15. We, we went up to um, Cape Cod and we were going to Provincetown. And the teacher, the chaperones, warned us that we might see stuff that we weren't used to. And, oh, my God, they were not kidding. (laughs) I mean, P-Town is quite an adventure if you've never seen anything like that,
2: especially as a 14-year-old kid. Yeah, right. Well, and you think about – again, we talk about the the yin and the yang, right, at the top and the bottom of all these things. And you think about – it used to be in America seeing – think of how hard it was to see a woman naked when we were a kid, right? And we were in the media age before computers became super big or the internet, of course, was around. So you remember how hard it was? Like if someone got a playboy when you were like seven or eight or nine, it was like, oh my god, you got a Playboy, and even if you didn't really know why you wanted to look at it, other than you weren't allowed. You to. You weren't supposed to, right? That right? was more what it was about. And then, at that age. And then I don't know about you guys, but I know that when we were in like middle school and high school, we would turn on the new channel on cable, and you, you know, it, it was a scramble. But yeah, but it was never a full scramble. Sometimes you'd be like, oh, I got to see a half of a boob in green. You know, you're like, yes. You know, and then Victoria's Secret can't catalog came out. Remember that? Remember how awesome that was when we were like 15 years old, and that came out and. All of a sudden, you were getting delivered to your house without asking. Pictures of all these hot women in lingerie. And did you earn your
3: did you you earn your angel wings there, Mark? Earned my angel. Yeah, (laughs) you know the
2: Victoria's Secret angel wings. (laughs) Oh oh, man, boy! I tell you what—if if if you could get a girl to wear those uh, for your birthday, wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. But now, see, but see, even just a comment like that, you know, that's what he would like. That probably would offend some people, they right? They would They'd offend
3: be some like, people. And I'm sure my mom's gonna want to smack me the next time I come home. But stuff. I mean,
2: hey, I mean, there's only so much we can do about evolution and the fact that our basic goal. I mean, we only exist because our genes needed a better way to replicate, and so us have, wanting to screw women nonstop is literally what makes the species thrive. Which is the same way rabbits but thrive we're and we're also civilized. Well, that's the, that's the fight that's going on, right? And if we let ourselves just revert just back to our basic instincts, they're going to be wrong from a moral standpoint, which makes it tough. Somebody knocking on the door? Someone just walked past the window here. Um. Oh, I think he left something at my door. It's locked there. You're going to have to unlock it. I wasn't expecting anything. I can't wait to see what this is. Maybe maybe that my long lost super rich uncle finally decided to bring me. Oh, I'll take a shrunken head. Mm, shrunken heads are cool. Let's see. This is coming from Yorkville. Oh, I'll bet you this is my it's plug. your court.
4: Yeah, it's probably your. <laughs> I was
2: going to say, it's probably your plug. So, yeah, that's a plug for the thing that went on the fritz last week when we were doing our show. Oh, uh, it's like two hours too late. Huh? I know. God darn it. Hey, you know what they sent me? That's why I brought mine. Hey, yeah, right? they, they sent me a free piece, so I can't complain about this company yeah. at all. I'm trying to remember the name of my amplifier. JP, can you look in my bag right there? It's in the Give front a pocket. a quick plug. Yeah, absolutely, because this is this is really cool customer service, and I didn't even ask for this. I, I merely asked them if I could purchase a backup plug because of what had happened, yeah. and they were like, oh, we can just send you a new plug. And I was like, "Oh, just send it to me." They covered the shipping. They covered everything. So, real big prompts to them. They co- I, I didn't even realize it was under warranty, and they didn't ask for my receipt or anything. They just replaced stuff. Oh, wow. Art accessories. Art accessories. Art accessories. The head amp four, and it's a very nice amp. It, it yeah, does a very good. very good job. So. Well,
1: um, I want to encourage people to call in if you're out there listening. Uh, put your two cents in on this topic. 929-477-3204. Again, nine two nine four seven seven three two zero
2: four. Kind of the last comment on this one. I mean, it doesn't have to be the last comment. No, my think, last comment. Yeah. Um, we should tie it up. I guess that must be. See, I got I got to put a, a label on this so I know which plug goes to what. I got so many. Yeah, days. you should label them somehow. Yeah, I've, I've got a, I've got a label maker. I just don't use it enough. Uh, Nate and I were using the label the day baby. when we were starting to like put stuff on eBay. So yeah. Uh, label makers like from Tim Watley is right over yeah, there by the my label baby. By my by the label, the baby. label baby. I, I actually have a, I don't know if it's Dynamo or Dymo, but it's it's great. I I love that label maker. we have the same one at work. Yeah. So, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so about this whole issue, uh, the, there is one other thing that I wonder about, and I think this leads into the whole systemic nature of it, and the fact that it, I that we don't understand a lot of times how subtle the racism and, and, and uh, misogyny is so, yeah, in our so society it's just... because it's become so used to it. So there's that song that I had no idea. I mean, I would never have even ever had this thought about this song, but Baby, It's Cold Outside, that Christmas song. Oh, Some that... radio stations are banning it. Yeah, yeah. Saying that Cozy it, 101 in Denver. They're asking a, they're a poll it, about it. They're saying it's a song about a guy basically telling a woman she can't leave and then trying to kiss her. And You know, it used to be almost as a romantic song. It's a baby. I don't want you to go. I want you to stay. I love you. But now, now it's kidnapping. <laughs> right. Now now they're saying now it's being viewed more as a yeah, I that's... wanna leave. You're not leaving this oh, house. Oh man. You know, I, like I, I just I put a message.
3: I put a message on Facebook because people like I mean, people in Denver that I know were probably like, Oh, you do each other. I was like, you know what? Why are we even debating this? Let's do a fundraiser for the freaking homeless or something. Yeah. I'm like, this should be a non topic. Because
2: debating is what gets people excited. And I no know. one's gonna show up to do something that actually requires work. Right, so I just wonder that I, I don't see that in that song. I don't have a I don't problem either. with that. Uh, now they're saying that the song, uh, from The Little Mermaid, <laughs> one of the songs oh, you're gonna have to take away 50% of the music made before it, almost every single <laughs> Disney like s- staple cartoon is would be pretty much banned if you really look into really what what was going them. on. But that's because it's you how could it used find to be. something ma- in everything if but, you look for it, and I don't think it's right? Tr- right, and I don't think it's true to pretend that women don't want to be chased anymore. I think women do want to be chased they just, we just need to get a civilized top, manner, right? We just yeah. need to, rem, we just need guys to remember that it, it still is a permission based thing. But yes, then you go back to like, at least when we were in high school, if a woman, you know, if you asked a girl out the first time and she said, no, how many people do you know married today? Who the first time the guy asked her out, she didn't say yes. I know at least five couples where they had to ask, five or ten times, I, I and finally wore him down and got a good date, and then all of a sudden they were like, oh, this is such a good person, and then things progressed. Yeah, so, yeah I could see that. Yeah, it's just, I, you know, I think we're, we ha- we're in that, we're finding ourselves. We're in that moment in our country where we're trying so hard to correct things that have been wrong for a long yeah, it's time. Like we're evolving. That
3: we're overreaching a little bit. And I would agree we're you definitely know? overreaching, you know, compared to, and it, like, if you, if you want, like, they finally let on past episodes of Roseanne from back in the day in the 90s. They weren't letting those on. No, they took one. When she got in trouble, they took all those off. Oh, she yeah, 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 all of it. So yeah, now royalty. they finally, about yeah. a month ago, right around Thanksgiving, when they did the marathons, they put them back on, like uh, TV Land, CMT, and if you, but if
1: you, look, and they brought the show back without her. Yes, they did. And <laughs> I, I
3: haven't seen it. anybody <laughs> I, seen I'll it? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. They did a very good thing because she died of an, a drug overdose.
1: I know. I heard the and whole story all about all that, so but mean, it was a
3: good way to kill her off because that's the epidemic right now. It in was meth, and, wasn't and,
1: it? Or no, it was. Uh, heroin. Heroin. O- opioid. opioid, yeah. 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 But and if you look
3: at the old episodes of Ruseanne and what they talked about then is almost taboo now in a lot of ways. And
2: you look at the old episodes of her, her show,
3: things. I, I thought her think.
2: show was amazing. I don't know what she was thinking with those tweets, and I don't know what I don't understand why these people hate Valerie Jarrett so much. Like, I barely even knew who she was, but boy, you know, the conservative media makes somebody an enemy, or you know, liberal media makes an enemy out of somebody, and it's amazing. People just flock to the sides. I think that's what's happening here with the Me Too, right? Is people are just, you know, they're they're we're going to extremes like we do on everything now. But I think it's a pendulum. I think it's gone way out here. We're saying things that are just sometimes it's like you know what? It's not that bad to make a joke, you know, not if you're talking about doing something to a woman, but if you're telling a joke and it's a little bit like misogynistic or racist or you know whatever it is, it's a joke. It can still be funny, you know. It's like you can't say you like. George Carlin used to always rape, joke about rape because people would try and tell him you can't talk about rape. That's not funny or cancer. He's like, yeah, I can. And he made it damn funny. He's like, picture Porky Pig raping Elmer Fudd. You know, it's like, well, I'm sorry. That's not offensive to anybody, but that, the, that image is funny as hell, you know. And he did a lot more than that, obviously. Yeah. But, so I, I think we'll come back. I think that we'll, that we'll, we'll, we'll get back to normal. Plus, I think we're just having the flood of just exposing those people who have not been exposed for. Well, I mean, I think
1: it's, it's just like life in general, you know, there's a a situation and then instead of being proactive, this is a reactive situation and everybody is reacting and, and, you know, human nature is an over tend tendency to overreact, you know, and I think that's, that's good. But I also think it is great because it's driving awareness, you know, which is super important. You know, like if if we don't know not to hit a
2: woman, then, you know, (laughs) if you're never told there, I mean, as a child, I'm sure you just have different types of personalities. You know, some kids as young as young as in kindergarten, they're going to be, oh, I want to share with my friends. Other ones are going to be like, oh, I want that.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's just a
2: different personality type. And I don't think that. You can blame someone for being born a certain way. Right. You know, I mean, if you have a chemical deficiency or something, that's one thing Yeah. or, or you know, or a, a, a brain mental structure health problem. problem. Yeah. But people are going to be different people. I mean, that's kind of what's important that we have different opinions and that we hear different opinions and that we see things. So it's OK that we overreach because it'll snap back. But JP, you and I talked a long time in one show about and I, I hopefully you can remember the name. So there was that woman. Who accused? I think it was a Niner, and look, took out like two of his two years almost of his career or something. And then they found. Oh out that no, she was
1: lying. that was uh, was, that was that Alden Smith. No, it was the Notre Dame guy, Manti Te'o. Or no, whatever. that was a,
2: that was a catfish. That was a catfish. Oh, that was the catfish. Uh, yeah. No, I, know, but I remember your um, was She got exposed. She got caught lying. She got she caught made it lying. Up. And she was being prosecuted.
3: Right. Well, the, 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 the real famous one was there's a, there was a kid in high school going to college that got uh, accused of rape. And they found out like six or seven, eight years later that it was false. And they, then, now they went and prosecuted her because she took away. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah. yeah they that one away, too. They, she took away his possibility of an NFL career because he was in all everything, I think, on a Texas running back.
2: Oh, maybe it was a different person I'm thinking I of. Think, I think – There was there one – There was really somebody, recently Yeah, there was where, somebody. I don't – Maybe it was. I'm like, sure. oh, oh, they found a uh, – Like, a, it was an Instagram picture or a Facebook post or something. Um, the mom posted with her son, and so, like, it was the alibi that they didn't have at right. first. Cause this woman had claimed that he had done all this stuff to her. And then finally they pulled out the Facebook and they're like, this is actually taking a picture at the event. And they went and confirmed it like with the restaurant or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, he was there in this other city. He couldn't have done what you said he did to you. So that is what will bring the pendulum back is that while we so many, you know, cases of report and abuse are not reported that we need to get these things out there. We need people or women to not, or even men not to feel afraid to you know, let someone know something is wrong is being done to them. But what will bring that pendulum back is you're going to start getting people who are like, I don't like this person and I want to ruin their career, or I want to take them for some money or, you know, something like that. And when enough of those start to come out, which they will, because people just take advantage of situations, Mm -hmm. that's what will bring the pendulum back to, okay, we're not going to just disbar a guy immediately because he's got a threat made against him. We're going to look into it. But what I'll also say is, boy, a lot of these big time big wig people that have these accusations made against them, how many of these have not turned out to be spot on accurate of what they were doing to a lot of women? And then, like, well, all of a sudden, of the on. accounts
1: are multiple. So they're, right. you know, collaborating. Yeah. So I'm just
2: saying, it just shows you how much there, of this there was going on. Yeah. Because of how how many huge people that you never would have thought of. I mean, Charlie Rose. You know, I mean all these guys, Matt Lauer and all these people who were like Matt wow, Lauer that was guy really, really
1: surprised. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So all is Charlie
2: Rose. I mean, well, and yeah. now, and now there's like four accusations out there against Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. And it's like, boy, that I wouldn't think of that guy ever would be that kind of a attitude. But you know what? What did I say all the way back like probably two years ago now when when he started getting like a harvey weinstein stuff like first first like rumors came out and it's like every guy in a position of power is very susceptible to this it's why they say power corrupts and Mm -hmm. absolute power corrupts absolutely people just don't you know you just when you realize you don't have limitations it's hard to rein yourself in and that's what makes people who do do it so impressive that they just are like, I don't care that I have all this power. I'm using it to do the right thing because even a lot of good people, when they have massive power, will end up doing the wrong thing Mm -hmm. because it's just, it's just nature. It's just, I want what I want. And now I can go get it, you know?
1: Well, I I think, you know, we hit the nail on the head and saying that education is kind of the doorway for, you know, awareness first. And then, obviously you know changing the culture here and the way we do things in this country so uh i want to thank you guys for uh taking time to talk about that topic. Oh, definitely. i it's think it needed to be hit especially relevant
3: what's happened in the last two weeks
1: yeah so let's let's move on let's lighten the show up a little bit the way here. yeah i've got uh the first trivia question was we'll reread it here uh florida state's Jameis winston became the youngest player to win the Heisman in December, 2013. The oldest winner also happened to play for Florida state too. Who is he? How old was he? And in what year did he win? Okay.
2: So I'm going to let you go first on this one. And I I could be completely off base, but this was just my guess. Uh, Is it, um, can I think of how to say his name? Um, um, is it Chris Winkie? It is Chris Winky. Ah! All right, so w- Winkie and Cannell were both my choices. Danny Cannell?: Yeah, Yeah, that's a good. My second uh, choice was uh, Charlie Ward. Oh yeah, That's not a bad choice either. You know, but oh, nice, dude! I actually got a college football question. So okay, hold on now. You
1: got to get the other two parts right. So, okay. how old was he when he won the Heisman, and in what year did he win?
2: I want to say he was twenty-four when he won. Okay, I'm going to go twenty-six.
1: You guys are going to be surprised. He was twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. I knew. What, wow. I knew he was old. Twenty-eight years old, and uh, it was the year two thousand.
3: Yeah, as wow. I, was gonna, I was say, it's either like nine, nine
2: thousand, 2001. 2001. Yep. 2000. So. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. In. Yeah. <laughs> in the year two thousand.
3: <laughs> oh, I can't. I
2: can't sing a high pitch.
3: Yeah. You got, <laughs> 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 All
2: right. And what was your question, okay, JP? Okay. So
3: there are two. If it, if uh, Kyler Murphy gets wins the Heisman today, he will become the third player to get drafted by an
2: MLB team and win the Heisman. So. That was what i was saying. My actually my 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 was Charlie Ward. What, no, no. Was that? No. And Kyler
3: Murray was drafted by the A's with, uh, I think the tenth pick or ninth pick of the draft this past year. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah, he's very talented. So we've got two players that have yeah. this has happened. Here. He uh Kyler Murphy off the top of my it? head, it was uh he batted like two fifty four, played in fifty five games, hit about forty seven RBIs. Huh. Just for some quick
2: stats mm. there. Below average. <laughs> um College? <laughs> <laughs> You're probably going to have a better child at this than me. Two man. players. Well, I so think won the Bo, the Bo Jackson,
1: Jackson has got to be one of them. Exactly.
2: Right? Oh, duh.
1: Okay, yeah. so he won yeah. the Heisman. Oh, he was no, drafted Ryan by... Brian Jordan.
2: Oh, Deion Sanders. Oh, did he not win the Heisman? Nope. Deion did... No. Deion he... Howard probably isn't one. Um... Was it Dave Winfield? Nope, you're not gonna actually. This
3: is. A, I don't this, know if this, he this a pretty, won the
2: Heisman or not. See, that's my problem. I don't know a lot of Heisman Was it Jim,
3: Thorpe? Jim Thorpe? Yeah. No, it's actually back in 1950. Someone by the, I uh, don't know, Ohio State. Vic Janikowski. Vic Jan. Uh, let me just look at his last name. Janowitz. Janowitz. Vic Janowitz. Huh.
2: Oh, that was my next guest. Dude, <laughs> why did you have to pick me off? Like I said, it was
3: kind of a trick yeah, question because Bo was Bo is easy. Yeah. But Vic is the hard one in huh. that one.
2: Interesting. Um, yeah, I should have been thinking Bo. But you,
3: you're, it's surprising that there's not many more because the Heisman Trophy wonder is a damn good athlete, that there aren't more that have been drafted
2: yeah. by Major did League Bo Jackson, who did he play for, Auburn? Yeah, he came out of the Auburn. And when did he win the Heisman? Uh, in the 80 or 82? Was it his? No, it was like, a little later year than or that. Was it 83? I want
3: to say
1: 84 even. 83 or 84. Yeah. So
3: he, came down, he comes out of there gets drafted by the Raiders. Yeah. And then he gets, uh, he, he went, he so got, got for the Chiefs. He got Kansas
1: City Royals, I mean. Oh, he got, I, I he think, didn't hurt. he start somewhere else? That's he started really the Royals, play. I think. I
2: think he no? might have
1: started with the White Sox.
2: No, he went to the White Sox. Well, he, he went, went to like,
1: the White Sox. He went to the White yeah, Sox. Yeah, yeah. Oh, He okay. played for
2: both them and the Angels. Okay,
1: so he did start with
2: the Royals. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was when he, that's when he went to the All-Star game a couple of times. And he did that running of the wall yeah, game.
1: Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, I saw him play a couple times as a kid, actually. So. I saw him break his bat over his knee, which was cool. <laughs> you know, Yasiel
2: Puig does that a lot. And you Think you think about how hard that is.
1: It's hard. Yeah.
2: I mean, a bat, dude. A wood bat that doesn't break when it hits a ball going 100 miles a, an hour? It takes
1: a lot of force, yeah.
2: I mean, boy, make sure you're breaking it down near the uh, handle part because otherwise, you know. Mm-hmm. I, guess, I, I guess it'd be a good funny video to see somebody smack it against their leg and it doesn't break.
1: Oh, I'm sure it's happened you a know? few times.
2: Maybe do a picture, you
1: know, <laughs> just trying, to, trying to
2: look uh, strong. Uh, by the way, again, if you have any kind of a, a take or a read on anything we've been talking about, please do free to call in at 929-477-3204. Again, 929-477-3204.
1: Let's, uh, let's get into college football
2: yeah, well, you're a little bit. Fantasy for sure here, um, so.
1: JP, why don't you kind of wrap up last weekend for us, and then we'll kind of go into the matchups for the playoff.
3: Yeah, no problem. Uh, Last weekend was a great weekend of college football. Like I said, we went three for three and a push um, in the picks. And, um, you know, all around, it was a a very tally weekend, especially for Alabama-Georgia. That game where Tua was hurt, got hurt twice in that game. He didn't look good. His receivers were dropping balls. Balls were thrown behind his receivers. He was, he was really off. I think the game would have been a lot different if he would have actually, um, if he would have actually, uh, complete, or didn't get an interception down there on the goal line with one of the, with the first drive, but a uh, great game. Georgia really showed, uh, they they're all in that one. Um, CU is really lucky they are getting the Georgia defensive coordinator. Um, uh, to be their head coach, which is going to be awesome to watch an SEC. Mel defensive. Tucker? Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker. Yep. Tucker. Yeah. yeah, to see him come in and be the uh, CU offensive. I forgot CU, about that. Uh, I should have put
1: that in the notes. No, man, that's
3: I, that's awesome to see Mel Tucker to come up here as an SEC defensive coordinator to coach the I U. love
1: that move. It's, it's, it's a true move. It's an absolutely great, great, great move. Uh, he's a fire and brimstone guy. I think he's going to bring some discipline. to the, He's obviously a defensive guy. You know, uh Nick Saban has hired the guy like I think on three separate occasions. Yes. Yeah. So that speaks to pretty highly of uh of his degree, I guess. So Right. Um so yeah, we had we what game were you talking about? I'm uh, talking
3: about the Alabama I mean Georgia game. Uh you know, Georgia that the the our new coach Hey, whoa,
1: hey What hey, what language is that?
3: He threw a he threw a a great defensive game because I mean they lost a couple starters on defense to the draft and on offense and uh just that that whole that whole defensive plan against alabama was amazing what they really did and alabama yeah. tua has not played he's, he's he's attempted eight passes in the fourth quarter
1: well i think that was the biggest blessing for alabama was tua getting hurt
3: i think so too because
1: had he not i think georgia wins that game georgia
3: i think would have won that game. maybe I,
1: even going away i yeah. think they would have won by maybe 10 to they, they, they,
3: they, have got the running, they got Swift, they, they've got a uh, Holyfield back there. They've got, they've got everything gone right now.
1: It was a changing, uh, you know, you bring him in and it really threw off the game plan. I it, it did. And it's yeah. exactly
3: what happened last year when they brought yep. two in for Jay Lynn, yes. it threw off George's game plan again. So hey, we, we did, a, we did the reverse there. And, um, so that was a great game. You know, it, 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 I, I this is the biggest problem with me you go 11 and one, you get to go a uh, reward as your conference championship and you take Alabama to the end and should have beat them. I think Mark Rick uh, coached himself in that one with Georgia going for the fake punt on fourth and 11 at midfield. Yeah.
1: He can certainly be questioned on that. Uh,
3: Cause at, at LSU, he tried the fake field goal. They lost that game too. A lot of people point out. It
1: doesn't work, dude. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> work um, <laughs> until it does. Yeah.
3: yeah right. But uh I feel bad for Georgia because I think right now, if you had to take Georgia versus Notre Dame, Georgia would smush them. Georgia would win 42 to 21. I know. In that game. Yeah. Right now, if you take Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Oklahoma would win about 48 to 35 Mm -hmm. Ohio state in that game, probably about 54 to 22 uh, or something like that. So you're looking at a Notre Dame team that's in that didn't play last week that, quite frankly is everyone's taking I mean right now I think uh, I don't know what Clemson the, the, what, what the line spread is but I think it's 14 points right now but I'm looking at that Clemson game that Clemson Notre Dame game going I'm gonna pick Clemson about 36 to 24 the
1: same argument that gets Notre Dame in is the same argument that keeps Georgia out
3: it is it so is.
1: <laughs> it's you know it's funny uh who who are the best four teams
3: that, that That is, you know. Who isn't that what best? it's
1: supposed to it's be? It's supposed to be the best four Okay, teams. so then to me, you're just putting Notre Dame in there because they're undefeated, and right? They, That's the only reason, and, and the, and, the and pedigree, they, I guess. Yeah. Okay, well, why
3: Cause,
2: isn't – Because UCF doesn't get to do that. I, I
1: stole the
3: freaking oh, words right out of my I mean, mouth.
1: UCF has
3: their backup quarterback after Milton, Milton, uh, Milton uh, goes down with that horrible injury, he's still in the hospital. Yeah. And now the backup quarterback comes in and spanks Memphis who has been wanting that team forever to beat UCF, comes in, spanks it. Now, it was in the bounce house down in uh, Orlando at Spectre State. They they call it the bounce house. But, uh, you you know, it's one of those things where UCF has –
1: you That's where You three, should three, get remember. married. You what's that? You should get married in the
3: bounce house. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see, <laughs> see now we Larry. Let's go back to Notre Dame's best win of the year. It was Michigan opening weekend, uh, right. September third, fourth, or fifth. Yep. What's what's UCF's best win? Hey, they beat Auburn in the freaking Sugar Bowl last year, or whatever bowl that was in. Yeah, yeah, and they beat them well. They yeah. didn't just beat them; they beat them. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, let's look at, you know, the the Clemson Notre Dame, like I said, Clemson, a a superior defense Dabo Sweeney can get anyone's number. Um, And that's one of the big things that I'm going to look at.
1: Do do you think that the committee puts a little bit too much weight on wins and losses? I mean, if you're picking the four best teams, maybe a win loss isn't everything, you know, I, I mean, I understand. Yeah, you you are an eleven and two team. You are a ten and three team. I get that concept, but um, I I think that's those are the types of things you have to take into consideration. Like if you're going to match up Georgia against Notre Dame, and everybody in the room knows that they're going to smash them, how with good conscience can you put Notre Dame in as the three seed?
3: And and that's one of the things we have to come back to. And it's uh, you know Oklahoma got the nod because they avenged their loss to texas you know uh, there was a three-point there was a the last second field goal that that oklahoma in the red river rivalry we lost to texas and kyler murray they came back and that was it 38 24 in that game um just off top i don't know if you put that in but it's just off the top of my head 38 24 i think it was or 39 27 was close yeah
1: 39 27 you know
3: kyler avenged his loss in an impressive in impressive fashion on that one yeah and then you look at what uh, urban meyer did with uh, the team, Michigan's defense, which everyone thought was the the, the equal to the, the hang with Alabama, ends up getting smoked. 63. Hangs a
1: sixty-two burger yeah. on them.
3: But you have to yep. you have to look at Ohio State. They have the twenty-nine point loss to Purdue.
1: We have a caller on the line here. Great, bring the caller on. You know
3: what, Mark? I cannot get that mouse to work on this table.
1: One second, caller. Hang We're on, on for...
3: right here. Color, you're on the air with the Sports Offensive. Who are you? Where are you from?
4: Hey, this is Howie from Pennsylvania. Oh, this sounds like HC3 to me. It is.
3: Okay, HC3, what do you got for us? Well, thanks for calling in.
4: Hey, no problem. I didn't know if I was listening to a comedy show or a sports show. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we try to do both. Yeah, we're we're doing getting a little domestic violence and the you know everything with uh with Ruben Foster and Kareem Hunt going mm-hmm. in there. You now we 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 broke on off on a couple of tangents.
4: Yeah, you really, you guys really went off the rails. And for your co-host to say rape and cancer is funny, he's a moron.
1: <laughs> and he's the only one laughing right now too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Figures. So I was well, going to call this comedy show and talk about Notre Dame because you guys keep making yeah. me laugh too about that. But yeah. um.
3: Yeah, I, I know it was going
4: so, to. Georgia should be in, but you guys are all on uh, against ND here. Did you take a look at their schedule, guys? Did you compare schedules? Did you do your research and compare schedules? Georgia Notre Dame. Actually, I did. You did? Okay, good. Good. Tell me how many um, how many FCS schools Notre Dame played on their schedule.
3: I got to get it back up here because I don't have it in my notes in front of me. How Can many,
4: many FCS, FCS schools? Yeah, uh, give, me, give that to me, uh, the guy. Uh,
1: I know nothing about college football. I'm going to guess it was at least
4: two. And you're on Sports Talk Show. That's <laughs> comical.
1: That's why he does the uh, college football. I have my other specialties. That's what I was talking about.
4: Are you, the mentioned, who mentioned Elmer Fudd? Who mentioned that? Was that you? No, oh, that,
1: was no that was not me.
4: Oh, that was the one I was laughing. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, like I said, I like George Carlin, and I I thought he made yeah. a good joke.
4: Yeah, you're a moron. Anyway, take a look at the take a look at those schedules.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm so bringing up a D-
4: yep. Okay.
3: gimme a second, because I have to look go, I don't remember it off the top of my head.
4: You should. You guys are a sports talk show.
3: Hey, I only got so much memory space after getting twelve severe concussions here.
4: Yeah. Hey, JP, J- on a side note, uh, JP on a side note, remember I was with you on that trip to uh, to Cape Cod? We room
3: together. Oh,
4: that's, that's right. We, uh, yep. We are on Me, you, Vali, and Kanye. Me, you, yeah. and Kanye.
3: That's right. That's right. Okay, I got the schedule up. So obviously, 24/7. So, hey, JP,
4: real quick. I'm just glad you're running this. You're running that ship there. Because that, <laughs> the, the one next year, whichever one it was, I don't know, man. Maybe I should take over. I'm just <laughs> glad you're running that ship.
3: I don't know, man. <laughs> well, it, it is Army Navy game today. You know, I, I'm saying anchors away. So, But all right, so you played Ball State, Vanderbilt, Wake, Stanford, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Navy, uh-huh. Northwest, FSU, Syracuse, USC, FSU down uh-huh. here. You have no uh-huh. FSU. Uh-huh. But you also have Wake Forest on that schedule, Vanderbilt, Ball State on the schedule. Uh, okay, that's
4: all I asked. How many FCS FCS teams did did Notre Dame play?
3: No FCS teams on that schedule.
4: Okay. How many FCS teams did Georgia play?
3: I know they played Austin P off the top of my head.
4: Yeah. Um, You're brilliant because I gave you that nugget earlier. Oh, I.
3: Did you? (laughs) I don't remember.
4: Um, No,
3: I just I just know they played Austin P, and I'm sure there's one more Uh on there.
4: So it was Uh Austin.
3: Um, uh, Middle Tennessee State, Mizzou, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, LSU, Florida. You are uh, you. Thank goodness
4: for Google, right, guys? Thank goodness for Google. Oh, I'm
1: on. Uh, I'm on our Howie,
4: website. I'm on our Why website, don't you? En- why
1: don't you enlighten us? How many was it?
4: It was two. JPU, right? Austin P and UMass.
1: Uh, they also dude. play Middle
4: Tennessee State. Yeah,
1: okay, so get to your point, Howie. What, what's your point?
4: Um, Notre Dame played all FBS teams. They didn't play any FCS teams. Look at their schedule, guys. That they played: Florida okay. State, Virginia How many... Tech. Hold on, hold on. This is this is my time. Florida State, Virginia Tech, out at USC, Northwestern, Michigan, Stanford. Okay, They're, if you look, guys, in the in the rankings, they play top four in the top 25. You want to hold those off to him? Because I, there's a couple others that I didn't give to you. Pitt, Syracuse, Michigan, and Northwestern. They're in the top 25, guys. So where's your argument for Georgia? Maybe you should, maybe you should talk about Oklahoma not getting in.
3: Well, see, I, Oklahoma avenging the loss over Texas, their only loss in impressive fashion. I, uh, I, I like the Oklahoma pick. Um, just because of the way they've been playing. I, I know they don't play defense, although they did show some defense in that win um, against Texas this past weekend uh, by only so they gave up 30
4: right? points,
3: uh, 27, but for them, that's impressive alone because they usually give up the last time they played them. They gave up 40, I thought they had 46 or 47. They won by three on a last second field goal in the actual old cotton. Ball, No. You know how it's a it's a good point. It's one of
1: those things until we who, get to uh, who were okay. So hold on. So Georgia Georgia lost obviously to Alabama. They had another loss. Was that LSU? The LSU, the LSU okay.
3: lost. They got LSU man. Have them pretty well. And that was in that in Baton Rouge, uh, Death Valley. So
4: um, oh, but JP, you, JP, your your other your other comment was comical too. That you that oh, why won't we put um, UCF in? They beat they beat Auburn but that was last year. Was no, funny. I know.
3: That's what I said. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was joking about that because it was who they beat. they be Auburn last year.
1: So, Howie, you're, you're thinking Notre Dame, has a, it, it's a legitimate number three ranking. Is that
4: what you're trying to prove? Yes, sir, I am. And that's right okay. there on paper. And the committee, they didn't want to put two SEC teams in. They couldn't go to the Big 12, and they didn't want to say, hey, Big 12, sorry, we're going to leave you out because we're going to put Georgia in there. So that's on the committee. That's not on Notre Dame. So I can sure. do some research there. Okay, I think it's a valid
3: point. No, I no, no. no we're, we're not putting. We're not. We're, we're not. Uh, we're not. It is on the committee, and we're just discussing. Like I said, if if Notre Dame and Georgia would play today, I would favor. I think the point spread would be Georgia by seven, or at least. Sorry, I'm sorry. Georgia by a field goal on a neutral field. That's what the starting point spread would be. Would you agree with that or not? What's that? If uh, Georgia and Notre Dame were, were going to play in uh, seven days from now, the opening mm-hmm. line point on a neutral field would be um, Georgia be favored by three. After coming off that, that, that showing against Alabama.
4: Yeah, I don't know, three, six maybe, I don't know.
3: But you would say they, they'd be favored.
4: They might be. I don't know, I don't know what Danny Sheridan going to, what kind of numbers he's putting together. You'd have to ask Danny Sheridan that question. Very true.
2: Very true. Very true. So, very how, true, very so true. how would you be in favor of an expanded playoff?
4: No, I'm fine because Notre Dame's in. So, Fort's
3: fine. Let's say Notre Dame was out and Ohio State got. They weren't going to Notre Dame out.
4: Or uh, so that's well, ridiculous. Uh, if Ohio I, State got in, Ohio State was not going to jump Notre Dame. That's logical well, too. After that loss to Purdue. And it's the same thing, guys. You can argue all day. It's the same thing that happened to Penn State two years ago. Penn State wins wins the the Big Ten and Ohio State got in. So it's the same thing, guys. But you can't be blaming Notre Dame. You guys should go after Oklahoma guys. Talk about Oklahoma getting in. That's where it's at because the committee didn't want to go to the Big 12 and say, hey, we're going to bring Georgia in there because they hung with Bama. They only lost to LSU and Bama. Sorry, guys. Well, they
3: they would have had to put Georgia at three and not four.
4: That, okay, that was the biggest sure, thing
3: because sure. you would have had the rematch of Alabama-Georgia again. So you had to put them at three, which was never going to happen.
1: For some reason, somebody wanted that matchup, that Oklahoma-Alabama matchup.
3: Well, it's they wanted it because it was uh, Oklahoma-Georgia last year, and Georgia mm-hmm. beat Oklahoma. And now they want to see Oklahoma and that offense actually see what mm-hmm. Alabama's defense is really made of and can that Alabama offense— Whoever the court, because if you looked at uh, with with all the uh, college football awards uh, two nights ago, I mean, Atua is in a full. It's a high ankle sprain. He's in a boot and can barely walk right now. He's being flown on private jet with Alabama trainers, getting medical attention right now. Watch the Heisman Trophy tonight at eight o'clock um, from the downtown Athletic Club in in New York City. You know he's going to be in a boot and barely walk. Howie, what's your thoughts on the Heisman? Because right now I'm getting swayed right over to Kyler Murray is. Uh, is now the favorite after two is mm-hmm. showing last week. I mean, I'm gonna ask you, Howie, Then I'm gonna ask the guys here. What's your thought on that? Because I know you watch college football as much as I do.
4: Yeah, who was calling him Ky- Kyler Murphy before?
3: I might have did it just because I'm I'm talking way too fast.
4: Okay, it's, okay, just making sure. I'm just just, just making sure because that was killing right. me. I'm just
3: talking fast.
4: Well, that's okay. It was killing me, so I'm just making sure. That's Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna
3: be I have been in the head so, so many I, times, I my speech all the time.
4: <laughs> it's all right, buddy. That's all right. I know. I've been there for many of those. It's okay.
2: <laughs> Me too.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, but you're the one that you uh, were there for football injuries.
4: So, I'm going to so say, too, uh, just because, uh, I mean, it's close. I mean, it, it's real close. It's like 51-49, you know. I mean, it could go both ways. But I'd say, too, just because with what he did all year, I think the conference is – the, the conference that they play in, that's what's going to do it for them. And, uh, but it's going to be close. I, I guess I because of the, of the matchups in the SEC and, and what Tua did all year. And I, think,
3: um, I personally think it's Tua two because of what he did it as in the SEC. But Kyler uh, – <coughs> I'm sorry. Murray might surprise people tonight because I think it is that close of a vote.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And it depends on who sent in their ballots before the conference championship games because you're allowed to do that. You don't have to send them in. Are you week. supposed to, or is it up just completely up to the writer? It's, it's up to the writer. That's why Mike Greenberg didn't, they, they asked him to be a Heisman voter years and years ago. Mike Greenberg from ESPN said, no, I don't want to do it because I don't watch enough college football.
1: Hmm. So,
3: I mean, what are you guys thoughts on, I mean, Nate, let's, let's go. I'm looking at you right now. What are your thoughts on the Heisman right now?
1: Well, I think it was, it was one last week, unfortunately for Tua, I think getting hurt, he lost it there. And but it's, you know, having uh, his backup come in and then lead the charge didn't look good for him. And, I, you know, Murray comes back and avenges his loss. I, I think that's kind of solidified it for him.
3: Well, and it's, so, a, it's the last thing the voters are looking at, too. I do agree
1: with Howie that, you know, the matchups for obviously for Tua playing in the SEC this year, you know, his numbers kind of speak volumes. Because of that,
3: and especially he didn't he really, he never really played in the fourth. But game. I
1: think the voters are going to take that last week in consideration, and, and that's the difference. And like I said, that's yeah. the
3: difference of who waited the vote until
2: after those games is going to make a difference sure. tonight. Marcus, I, I don't watch enough college football to give an accurate analysis. The only one I've really seen play is Tua, All right? So that would be who I would kind of go with. And also from a peripheral standpoint, Alabama has been the talk of everything for so many years now that it kind of gets drowned out like Nate's talking about with the the backup coming in. It's like with Foles coming in last year, you know, when Wentz went down, you wonder is the system producing the player or is the player producing, you know, the the wins. So I really don't know. I don't see enough of the games to, to judge. If he's usually leaving by the fourth quarter, though, I would think that would be a definite hurt on your chance. Because it makes it look like your team doesn't really need you. I don't know. I mean.
3: Yeah, no, no, no. That's a a very good point. Anyway, I'm excited for these college football playoffs. I I really am. I do think I like what the committee put in there, and I I do think they got the right four. I don't think Ohio State belongs in the fourth spot because of the 29-point loss to Purdue. I think we do have the the right four in there. I'd like to throw the Georgia out there just to debate it. Looking at the schedule and their body of work, but I do think we do have the right four. So I'm looking forward to the college football playoffs coming up here in two weeks. Wow, it's gonna be
4: fantastic, guys! It's gonna be fantastic. I can't wait. I appreciate the time. Um, Keep up, uh, JP. Keep up the great work. They're running that ship. I'm gonna get back to this uh, North Dakota State and Colgate game, and then we start tailgating for uh, for uh, Army Navy. So go Colgate. Go Navy. And High football rules. Later, guys. High yeah.
3: rules. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Sal.
2: Okay. So, now, is he a Notre Dame fan?
1: Oh yeah. He's a, okay. he went to Penn State, he was a huge Notre Dame fan. Um I think he kind of went against his own argument there by staying, uh, saying that Georgia plays in a tough conference uh after the fact. But uh no, I agree, I do agree with a lot of what he said. Uh, Notre Dame certainly has a legitimate argument to be number three and going and they undefeated. do. And I, like I said, I throw the Georgia out yeah. there just from a, a debate standpoint. Yeah. I mean, you look at Georgia's losses, you know, I mean, you know, one is Alabama who probably would just crush Notre Dame. So I, I don't know, you know, it's a tough call Well, right now um, with,
3: with, with, with the quarterback situation, in Alabama, I'm not sure yeah, if they would crush Notre
1: Dame. I, I don't know if they have the four best teams in there or not right now, but, to me, that's why you have to expand the playoff just a little bit. You know, I I think you, you go six teams – or eight teams, you know, and then you're good because beyond that, you don't have an argument, you know, like if you're in the top five or six, I could see how you could say I'm the best team in the country. Like, you know, de- depending on what, who you play and, and all those types of things, um, there's always going to be an argument no matter how far down the line you go. But that's what I'm saying. Like you, just, you just got to take like the, at some point you got to say, okay, here's the six best teams. The best team is going to come out of this. Yeah, I always right? like
2: the idea of making every single Uh, Every team has to be part of a conference to qualify for the playoff, and so that way you have to play in your conference championships. The winner of each conference should go. Now, are there eight conferences? I know we've got the big Uh, ones in the the Big Ten, the the Power Power Five, Five, SEC, ACC, uh, Pac twelve, and then Mountain West. And those are the non Power Five. So they take the best. How many conferences are there? Like if you counted USA and everything, well, a lot. Oh, is there a lot? I thought there was seven.
3: I don't know. No, 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 no. There's more than that. I'll tell you. Give okay. me a second right here to just pull it up
2: because I'm not going to do it off the top of my head. I guess I was just thinking like anyone that actually have qualifying teams or teams that actually make it in there. Okay.
3: There's um, the ACC, the I, American, the Big 12, the Big 10, Conference USA, FBS, Independence, Notre Dame, BYU, the MAC, the Mountain
2: West, the Pac-12, the SEC, the Sunday. Yeah,
1: it's it's like 40 Big or 50. Big Sky,
3: 15. Big South, what, the CAA, the, the, uh,
2: oh, I'm sorry. Holy Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's too many. Yeah. There's there's a lot.
3: What they do is they they take the Power Five, and then they take the best school that's not a Power Five, and they put them in one of the near six
2: bowls. So this year it's going to be UC. So if there's a Power Five, so you could do a Power Five and then three at large bids. Yeah, I, I just like it would be I, nice to get the U.S. Answer UCF me this
1: about Boys Notre State Dame. Why? Why does Notre Dame not want to be in a conference? What is the point of that is it's got to be money involved. It's,
3: it's the money yeah. and the TV rights from NBC.
1: OK, they've yeah, always been a football independent
3: and they were the team back in the 1920s. So and 40s that, when barnstorming with the trains, the USC to play Navy, at, you know, on the East Coast, they, they were the most. OK, so fans, you if know.
1: that I don't know how much longer that contract goes, but it. You know, at that point, do you think that's maybe a decision time for Notre Dame?
3: Um, With BYU going independent and not, they're not doing as well as Notre Dame always has. I, I I don't know. They've always wanted to be an independent in football. Yeah, uh, that's one of the big things. Um, and that's real really old school.
2: Yeah, Penn
1: State was they just seem like a natural fit in the Big Ten or the Big Twelve. They do. Know? I mean, geographically, I guess the Big Ten, but um, well,
2: I mean, they're in Indiana, right? So they should be playing Michigan. They should be playing that's Wisconsin. What I, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So Ohio. But I, I'm I'm in favor of expanding the playoffs slightly, whether that's to six teams or eight teams. I
3: like six teams with the first two seeds getting a bye. Yeah. That's what I would say.
1: Yeah, I like it too. But uh it's still set up. They've I feel like the best team has won the last few
2: years, so um, yeah, you know, or at least has been in the title game. Yeah. I mean, Clemson and Alabama like they were the class so, for those years. So, seniors. they've gotten that and, right. So,
3: here's here's our non-power 5 UCF best team out of the non-power 5s. They were are ranked 8th right now. They're going to play number 11 LSU in the PlayStation Festival on New Year's Day. The PlayStation Festival. Didn't it used to be the Tostitos Festival? Hey, you got that one, right? <laughs> there you go. It used to be the Tostitos Festival.
2: Lord, you all Lord. right, we got to get into the, uh, yeah
1: NFL football.
2: Let's oh, we got to get into fantasy here. We got the uh, fantasy fantasy.
1: We can we can knock it out. I I think uh you know great call. First of all, it's it's fun to get somebody on the show that actually knows what they're talking about. Uh, thanks Howie for calling in. Uh, I hope and, Notre and Dame ha- shows ha- up.
3: Howie's called in before and his, okay. his son Joey bagadonis
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, I, uh, I'm excited about uh, what we got on tap for uh, the fantasy football
2: playoffs, Mark, coming up this weekend. Um, I'm just glad I have a bye. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. say it better myself. Dude, my teams have horrible matchups this week. <laughs> but poor Nate here. He's got Leonard Fournette in two of his oh. playoff games, and well, Fournette I, was tearing it
1: up, as we all one know. Of, one of them, actually, I'm playing a guy who had Corey Davis as his receiver, and he only scored two. Oh, excellent. So my three to his two wasn't so bad, and he had Derrick Henry on the bench. So that doesn't feel (laughs) – that league doesn't feel so bad. There's your
2: big question right there. How many people benefited from Derrick Henry, i.e. actually started him? We well, I don't think in, he's only 14. And, in our
3: league, <laughs> he got dropped the day before the Thursday night game.
1: Well, that's no surprise. The guy
2: never scored over 20. Well, I, I don't know. think. I know. Yeah, I mean, but,
1: the 99 yard run was a big part of
2: well, it. Well, right? it is. You take that one out, and he's got three touchdowns oh, and 120 no, yards. That's three a touchdowns, 120, games, 120 yards and three touchdowns is a nice
1: day. Yeah, I mean, a 99 yard run is basically. Uh, uh, but
2: that's a 24 point play in
1: some That's league. what I'm saying. Oh, that's yeah. a
2: 24
1: point play. So
2: Now, here's the other question. And that is how many people chasing the points grab Derrick Henry or bring him off the bench next week and are sorely disappointed and maybe screw themselves. A lot,
3: a lot will, and I'm telling you right now, I'm not. I mean, I looked at that claim and said, no way in hell. Yeah,
2: no. because they're playing the Giants,
3: and it Giants happens. can score points. The Giants are winning right now. I mean, they're four and eight or whatever their record is.
1: Yeah, they, but they've won like three of five, and or they can they like actually that. can score some points,
2: which means yeah. Derrick Henry isn't going to get the rock. I yes. mean, another example of that is I had uh, Isaiah Crowell in the dynasty league, and he had like two or three really nice weeks, including an outstanding week against Denver. At the Denver, beginning of the season, and then yeah. he didn't do anything after that. Even that's when who he is, though. even with Blau Powell went oh, down, yeah. the guy couldn't get any good games. So don't get don't get too I don't want to say sucked in or don't get overhyped or what however you want to say it. Don't oh, fall right. for the and, and that's game. the thing the I've dream. been
3: chasing running backs all year ever since Ingram came back because yeah. I have Kamara as my first. My first, my, my third pick overall. My my first running back, and well, then the I got only, stuck with Lamar Miller as my second running back.
1: Well, the only yeah. problem with uh, people that are Kamara and Breeze and Michael Thomas owners right now is that if they win this weekend and Carolina loses, that division's yeah. done. Exactly. So uh, that sucks because you're probably going to see a lot less of those players right uh, in the uh, semifinals and finals of the champion, you know, or of the uh, playoffs. So that's going to make things interesting. I guess we'll get to that next week, but just some of the things, you know, I wanted to touch on guys, you know, you talk about tough decisions and, you know, uh, dancing with the girl that you uh, brought to prom, right. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: Dance with the girl that you brought to the prom. Yeah. Go with who got you into the playoffs. I mean, yes, if you have a person that's on an unbelievable hot streak, you know, you can do it, Yeah. but don't get cute in the playoffs. It doesn't work usually.
1: Yeah, I mean you're not you're not benching guys like Fournette for
2: guys like Josh Adams. You're just no, not you're even, not doing even that. Even if you even if there's a chance, right? You you go with the person who now I guess Fournette would be an interesting argument because of how many games he missed and how he underperformed in some games. But well, you know when you talk about the Mahomes right making so many teams go to the playoffs, I wonder now do all the people who have Kansas City players outside of Kelsey are they going to downgrade now for the playoffs without Hunt back there because with wear last week it's not, not the same thing same. yeah it is not even close
1: well you 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 mentioned Patrick Mahomes, so this was a crazy stat, and I don't know how accurate it is. I saw it somewhere on the internet, on ESPN. I don't know if it's true or not, but I would imagine it's probably fairly close. Yes, I would
2: say. Uh, but, but just nine, to make the playoffs, if you have a guy who averaged like almost 40 points a game yeah. for the first nine weeks, you're you're going to the playoffs. Now,
1: 91% of people who drafted Patrick Mahomes this year made the playoffs with their fantasy teams, so Absolutely. that's
2: quite it's, a stat. It's like the year when uh, Randy Moss went to the Patriots I think at least 90 percent of teams went to the championship who had gotten Randy Moss because he was scoring 40 to 50 points every week
1: yeah didn't he have 20 touchdowns that year as a yeah. receiver yeah That's a record was amazing 20 something well, he was
2: just short of Jerry Rice yeah but he had an amazing amazing year
1: um so yeah Patrick Mahomes I mean he's just been incredible uh throwing for I think he's at 41 touchdown passes right now guys
2: how many picks does he have like under ten. Yeah, it's not very many. It's yeah, not, very many. Well,
1: has, it might be right at ten.
2: Breeze, I think, just got the two picks.
1: Yeah, I think he just. <laughs> yeah, he, he had one up until this week. Up yeah. until uh, like the last drive of the yeah. Breeze has been incredible. Time. So has Jared Goff, though. Yeah, you know those so three really.
2: Who Who is the MVP right now
1: of fantasy or of the NFL? Well, both. Well, I think if you look at the NFL and you look at how many uh, like the interception touchdown ratio of Drew Brees with two interceptions this far into the season, yeah.
2: that is absolutely ridiculous. I'm
1: just uh, and curious, what the Saints are doing,
2: Breeze or Mahomes or someone else. I think oh, you mean
1: fantasy wise? So I'm yeah. I'm saying NFL wise, it's Breeze, but fantasy wise, it's Mahomes. So that's okay. my opinion.
2: I could I absolutely could see that. Sure. Yeah. sure. JP, what do you think?
3: NFL wise breeze. I think he's just uh, outside of that um that poo poo cowboys game, um cockroaches down there in Dallas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I think he's had just an, an unbelievable season and uh I I think um uh Sean Payton got a little caught up with
2: keeping running Ingram a little too much and not using Kamara enough in that game. I think that they're they know they're going to the playoffs and probably going with a high seed. And I think they're trying to save Kamara's explosiveness for the playoffs. Whether or not you need to, I don't know. But also because Ingram missed all those games, it's like, oh, he's got a little extra mileage. He's got pressure legs, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but that that game was that game was
3: weird. It was weird. It was really weird.
2: I mean, wow. And that was my that was my final bet uh, for the season. When I lost that, I lost all the rest of my money that I had. And that one was uh, that was the quintessential never always go the opposite reinforcement argument it,
1: it you know it all depends on your personnel you know i think you saw it again with uh the patriots and the vikings this last weekend kind of a similar version of that saints cowboys game where what is happening on defense is you've got it is kind of that bend don't break mentality you know uh, where the Patriots were kind of able to bracket the two receivers for the Vikings, you know, on on the outside, and really forcing him to throw oh. over the middle of the field. Point
3: Point in point here, uh, Kirk Cousins scored eight fantasy points
1: in that game. So, and Breeze had and Breeze had eight in the Cowboy game. Exactly.
2: So wow, what are uh, what's the last four weeks for uh, for Cousins?
3: For Cousins, the last four weeks are well, it's, it's, uh, six, a buy, sixteen, twenty nine against Green Bay, and eight. But what are the next four? He's got Seattle. Seattle, Miami, Detroit, Chicago.
2: So that's. Ouch. Three in a row tough. Oh, you think those are tough? Yeah.
3: All three I, of those I think this, I think Seattle is tough. Yeah. Miami is at home. I, I think that that'll be, be a... at home. Miami yeah. has been
2: very good on defense. No, 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 It's no, no,
3: no. in it's, Minnesota. It's, it's in Minnesota. Oh, I mean, that, that's, okay. that's what I was going to ask you about today. Well, they because roll that the, the Patriots have a very big notion for losing down in Miami. Coming and I know they're huge favorites today or tomorrow. I mean, mm-hmm. but uh they have this w- losing in Miami is is part of the Patriot way over the last couple of years. And I don't know. I don't have the stat in front of me, but I I do know that they lose in Miami a lot. Well, a lot
2: of NFC East teams trying to build themselves to compete with the Patriots. Yeah, and the problem that results from that is that they're not designed to beat anybody else. Right. Uh, they 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 end up with Chicago.
3: So oh, let's see. Uh Bye week sex So the playoffs. So. So the Chicago week is um, the Chicago week is a uh, non-existent in um, in uh, our playoffs. our playoffs don't go to the final week. We don't. Oh, that's week
2: seventeen. Yeah. Oh, I think that was week sixteen. Okay. No, that the Bears are week seventeen. The Bears are seventeen. So yeah. Miami is sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, so that might be. So no, not bad no, no, no. Bears are
1: seventeen. Detroit sixteen. Oh, Detroit. I sorry. Detroit. Detroit. fifteen. Detroit.
2: So Detroit would be your Super Bowl. So that's not bad. Although they do match. play, they, sometimes they play their divisions tough. Is it in is it in Detroit or in Minnesota? It says at Detroit, but I thought they already played at Detroit. Hmm.
1: No, they played in Minnesota earlier in the that year. I tell you what, that was man, that game for
2: him that game would make me nervous. And if you're in the Super well, that, Bowl, that would make well, me nervous. Well,
1: I'll tell you what, when he played at the
3: and you got Baker's your other when option? he played Detroit, he only scored six points.
2: Baker's your other option. Yeah.
3: And I picked Baker up because of uh, the bye week. He did fine, but I'll tell you what, Baker's
2: boy, and I, I, you know the, the Browns are playing for pride. So, ah, boy, you might want to you might want to consider Mayfield in some of those weeks, man. Boy, uh, so Absolutely.
3: he's got Carolina, Denver, Cincinnati in the Super Bowl week.
1: Well, I'll give you guys a couple minutes to think about it while I kind of touch on it, but um, I've got kind of my five must starts for this weekend, five must benches for this weekend, and then there's a couple of sleepers that I like as well. Uh, so maybe take a minute or two to think about some guys you like. You don't have to give five, but you know maybe one of each. Um, so some of the must starts for me, I mean, they're all really kind of obvious, but I think – you know, you might, if you're in the playoffs, you have, you probably have some decisions to make, you know, whether you're, you know, you've got the number one quarterback and the number four, you know, based on matchups and things. So right. um, I, I'm going with Mahomes. I mean, that's obviously a no brainer. Uh, just, the things that that guy has been able to do this year has just been an incredible thing. Uh, the second one, I wouldn't necessarily call it a sleeper cause it's Aaron Rodgers, but he hasn't been who he's been all, you know, in the past, he's really, I think he's like about the 10th or 11th ranked quarterback, something yep. like that for the year. But I do see him having a huge game with uh Philbin at the helm uh, this weekend. And they've got a lot to prove just from a pride standpoint, Uh, So I think you see Rodgers going over three hundred and three touchdowns this weekend. Uh, I also think you see Kamara come back, uh, have a huge weekend this weekend. Um, I think they're going to use him extensively in this game and then give him a little bit of a break. Uh, Same with McCaffrey. You're going to continue to see him get a ton of passes, uh, you know, run for 60 70 80 yards and and touchdown uh and then finally we've got antonio brown against the raiders that could get ugly yeah i have a feeling he could get close to 200 yards in that game uh but of course antonio brown
2: really because i've been hearing juju schuster was a receiver to start in that game
1: i think a lot of people have you could start either of them in that game (laughs) yeah i think so too you know the only problem is how much damage can they do and then you know, at the end, are button. they left not yeah. playing? So you got to hopefully get, get big chunks. But uh, I just see Antonio Brown getting at least a couple <laughs> touchdowns and 100 yards this week. Uh, some of the guys that uh, I've got in there for bench, um, I put this because it's I, – I was on the fence with Aaron Rodgers, right? I think you've seen what he's done most of the year. Is that who he is now, you know, for, from a, a fantasy perspective? Um, so I think if you've got Aaron Rodgers, but you've also got like a guy like Pat Mahomes or, um, you know, somebody that you can put in there over him, I would, Mm -hmm. um, in that situation. Uh, then I've got Russell Wilson as my, uh, my next guy. I just, I got a feeling the Vikings just, they just match up really well against Seattle. Uh, it's going to be raining up there.
3: I think it's a low scoring game.
1: I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, We'll see, though. I, I I don't know about low scoring, but I do don't I don't think Wilson has good numbers. Uh, I think he's under twenty this week, and uh, we'll move into Alex Collins. Uh, he's kind of coming back off some injuries. Uh, I don't think he is going to be very successful with all the different moving pieces they have there in Baltimore. Gus Edwards, kind of his emergence. Ty Montgomery, uh, there's a lot of pieces that are getting the football and just not enough touches. So I, you know, I, I feel kind of him. bad
2: last week. Uh, I was talking about Gus Edwards and stuff, and I didn't realize that Alan Collins had gone on the IR. So I I apologize for telling people that I thought Collins would start taking some of his touches back. I had been reading about him practicing well in the week, and then all of a sudden he was on the IR. So, But he's back, isn't he?
1: Well, he's still listed.
3: Oh, I
2: thought he was out for the year now.
1: Oh, I thought they uh, listed they were him talking, back. They were I,
2: talking about him being on. ready for next season.
1: Jeez, guys. Okay, well, that's my bad. I could have swore that he was listed as – Hold on. Well, I, I, I have weekend. I have
3: Edwards. I'll tell you right now. I'll, I'll read I'll, – I'll go I'll go down to the – Anyway,
1: notes. I'll continue. So, the other one I'm benching is Jordan Howard. Uh, you've really seen the emergence of Tariq Cohen there the last couple weeks, and they're really using him in the passing game. Yep. And uh, I, for whatever, I just don't see much uh, Jordan Howard going on. The Bears so.
2: just can't stick with a guy very long after since they left Forte.
1: It's weird, it's yeah. Two year,
2: it's like a two year cycle. <laughs> so
1: I, I think you know that's a guy you bench. And then another player that I've got on the on my list is, is Stephon Diggs. You're going to see Seattle bracket him try to shut him down, not give up that deep ball. So the Vikings have some dimensions to their offense. So I would bench him. I think you're looking at only two or three catches and maybe 30, 40 yards for my boy. Don't see it happening this weekend. Alex Collins is on the IR.
2: Yeah. He's out for the year. Okay,
1: Well, definitely don't start him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was uh, I, like I said, I was stunned. Yeah. I could have sworn they were talking about him coming back. So I don't know if it happened in practice and sometimes there's there's so many so many injuries in practice these days a lot of times we don't end up hearing about yeah there
1: was a couple a couple of weeks ago i had i have melvin gordon in one of my leagues and uh it was like all of a sudden right before the game they're like oh he's not going to play you know yeah. and i was like unable to change my lineup uh. with, Took a zero there. Yeah. Do Uh, you think
2: Justin Jackson is worth starting this week?
1: I do think he's worth starting as a kind of a low end flex play. What
2: the heck flex?
1: Yeah, kind of. Um, So some of the guys I, you know, some of the sleepers I do like this week. Um, I like Jalen Samuels from Pittsburgh. Well, yeah. Uh, I think against (laughs) against that Raiders team that he's gonna get, he's gonna be your goal line guy. He's probably gonna get a couple catches as well. Uh, so I think you're looking at anywhere from eight to 15 points from, well, you know, a guy who hasn't
2: played in think, all
1: season. You so. think of
2: how huge that really is, is that whether or not the people who had James Connor picked up Samuel or not. And the talk is, at least from the coach, which we know we can't trust that is they're going to do RBBC. but they might, they're not going to focus on Samuels. They're going to do all the guys they have. So sure. if that happens, then he becomes not a valuable starter. And I know for a fact that one of the people in my side of the playoff who I would be playing next week, if they win, that's one of their players. And if he didn't get Samuel, that severely weakens his team this week, which would be great because if he were to lose and the other guy makes it, the other guy wouldn't really be in the playoffs if it was any other design format, other than top two teams of each division. So I'm kind of hoping for a, a bad week for Samuel, you know, not that I care much about Pittsburgh, but uh, yeah, but I, I
1: just play. Yeah, way. I don't see it. I think he, you know, he comes out and has a big week. They're going to, you know, they're going to be running
2: the football. I think uh, it's all about number of touches. If he gets the majority of the touches, I think he's a good play. Yeah, you just never know that until they go. Right. Absolutely. Remember, um, remember that year when they were talking about how they were going to run CJ Spiller, all, you know, until his legs fell off. And then he got like, yeah. I think he ended up having like 97 carries for the season. You're like, mm-hmm. you never even tried. Like it's like Demarco Murray with the Eagles, you know. You're like you oh, never yeah. you never yeah. let him play enough to get any good. Yeah, I I so when I talk about sleepers,
1: I I usually consider that kind of like a high end flex play type deal. In this situation, I think Samuels is actually a high end number two. Uh, I think he's a great guy to play this week just based on his matchup. Yeah, uh, and he's maybe a guy you would consider over some of the guys you brought. You know that so called the woman you brought to the dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that being said, one more one more sleeper for me. Um, would be I, with the matchup in Denver and, and San Francisco. I really I've watched that Dante Pettis kid play the last couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. he's he's a pretty good player. Uh, I have a feeling he has a nice little game this week against the Broncos. No Chris Harris. Um, you know, they've got through. They're kind of doing the three safety thing in Denver this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I do like Dante Pettis is kind of more a flex play this weekend, like a typical surprise start. Uh, or, uh, whatever you want to call it, sleeper. Um, so those are kind of my picks. If you guys want to add to that quickly, feel free.
2: Those are certainly good picks. I, I unfortunately have not spent a great deal of time analyzing this week because I don't have a game this week. I've got to buy. Sure. And you know, sadly I wasn't in more playoffs because then I would, uh, then I would have been paying more attention. But it's amazing how much less interesting football gets when you're not gambling and you're not playing fantasy sports. <laughs> not like to Thursday, save, man. Oh man, like yeah. on Thursday I could not pay attention to that game to save my life. It was like, I just don't care. You know, well, like, no one cared about that game. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that didn't help. It was a blowout, and you know. And but at least I give him credit for not doing what I, my prediction to you was, Nate, before the game, which was six to three or so would be the final yeah, score. Yeah, nine to three, I think you so, said. Yeah. Well, well what mean, was it? Was it 25, 30, 30 nine, to nine. 30 to? Well, you don't
3: see that kind well, of. Well, I mean, Jacksonville often. the week before, what did they? They six to nothing win over Indy.
2: I mean, where did that come from? Yeah. A shutout against Luck. Yeah, yeah.
1: the defense played fantastic. Well.
2: Um, I just don't understand. That any team, any
1: players that you well, want to talk about well, before we what, move forward?
3: He, he, with Sammy Watkins um, gone on the IR for the Chiefs, what do you think about them picking up Kelvin Benjamin? In that offense, not Buffalo's offense. No, I mean he's I, done think, all I think crap. I
1: think it's interesting that he hasn't been picked up yet. I feel like well, yeah, we're talking about the, the other Chiefs. Guy, right? The other guy did get picked up by the Broncos. Andre Holmes.
2: I think that he does end up going to the Chiefs because I. Oh, think he's already Andy on the Chiefs. Oh, he did get signed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's so, why I picked him up. Okay, so I think Andy Reid is one of the best possible coaches to try and get him, other than Bill Belichick, to get him right. Yeah. I think he can do something with him. I agree, especially with Sammy Watkins being so brittle. It's a great sleeper. Yeah, yeah, great yeah sleeper no, I, p- I picked him yeah. up right away.
1: As, as soon as I, I heard
3: the Chiefs were going to sign him. I picked him up. Off I don't
1: of, think this dozen, week dozen he ads. makes much of an impact. No, he won't do it. This but time. I think next week you're still in it. He's certainly a play you have to consider. Yeah, but um, you know, gut
2: feeling wise, I mean, I I do think Carson Wentz is probably a pretty decent play this week, even though they're playing Dallas. I think that Philip Lindsay should be a starter throughout the playoffs for you. Yeah, same thing with Nick Chubb. I, yep. think you, I don't think you doubt these guys anymore. You just go with them. Josh Allen is a playoff quarterback. The guy has been on fire the last, like, three weeks, and he's got the kind of schedule to do it one more week. So that's a, a big-time sleeper play you could play. Yep. Um, I don't – don't the Falcons-Packers, man, I don't don't expect anything from any player in that game. Hey, these are the two most underperforming, right. weak offense that should be good teams in the NFL. I guess – Both kind of – does defense,
1: well – Atlanta especially decimated by injuries yeah oh sure decimated sure never
2: helps yeah um let's see I'm trying to think of like obviously Saquon Barkley but that's no no surprise to anybody Bengals I I think you got to shy away from anyone including like a Joe Mixon I mean you probably don't have a chance to sit him but AJ Green on the IR Driscoll at quarterback some people would say oh they're going to run it more yeah but the defense is going to be like that's so how the last well? thing we have
1: to stop. <laughs> yeah. How well are they going well, I mean, to run they, it? I mean,
2: they've lost both of their best tight ends, they lost their best receiver, they lost their quarterback. What else is the defense going to key on? Key right. in on other than mix it? I mean, nothing's going to happen. Well, so, name the college Driscoll um, went to. Uh, Driscoll, Washington, Florida.
1: Oh, was oh there you go. Yeah, was, you're, was, well, <laughs> only three thousand, only three thousand
2: five hundred miles away. Uh,
1: well, guys, thanks for talking about fantasy football playoffs. Um, I just want to do a couple of of my picks real quick, and then we can kind of wrap up the show with the whatever's going on in the NFL or baseball or whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, so yeah, another we're kind of on a run of two and two weeks, but we do keep hitting the hundred dollar bet. So if you're following along, you're winning a little bit of money each week. Uh, so yeah, again, two and two last week, um, and uh, winning the big money, uh, the hundred dollar bet. So. Uh, This week, we jump right into it. I'm going with, uh, we've got Atlanta, and they're playing Green Bay, and it's a four and a half point spread, and uh, I've got Green Bay uh, covering that as the favorite, Um, and then we've got Cleveland and Carolina with a one point spread, and uh, I've got Carolina coming in and and covering that spread uh then we've got san francisco and Denver. I'm sorry to
2: interject so cam newton is playing for sure right he's not injury well he's quite qu- he, he
1: is questionable right okay. now but for everything i'm reading he's going to play okay thank you yeah um so then thirdly we've got san francisco and denver i just love the way denver is playing right now Sam, they're two different teams kind of going in two different directions right here. <laughs> and I know Denver has had some decimating injuries, uh, losing, you know, Emmanuel and, uh, and uh, Chris, Chris Harris. Harris. But I think the young guys are able to step it up, and they're able to kind of pull it out this week. So I got Denver covering. And then finally, I've got the Minnesota-Seattle game as the bonus game. And uh, I know I usually do an over-under, but we've got a spread of three Minnesota the underdog I'm going to take them And we're going to go big this week Fellas we're going 200 bucks nice. We're going to change it up <laughs> We've had so much uh, success With that big bet so we're going to roll it And uh, follow along with your Bankrolls we're going to win you some more money by the End of the year uh, thanks for uh, Listening in guys on that
2: What do, do you think, think how interesting do you find It that the Broncos as players get hurt And the backups come in Some of these units seem to get better like the offensive line seems to have improved, the linebacking core seems to have improved. Uh, it the receivers are just interesting I, how that's happened. I
1: think you probably had a number of guys that were comfortable.
2: Yeah, I, I'd agree yep. on that point. And but I yep. think
1: the guys that are in there now are hungry.
2: Yep, that's a great. I think you're right. I,
3: you know, I think for the Broncos coming off the Pittsburgh win, have to go to Cincinnati and play that earlier game. For Cincinnati, to be so decimated and have mm-hmm. no crowd at that game was a godsend for for and, the Broncos. And I what agree. a huge
2: and what a huge chip off the shoulder or, or chip off the block or not. I can't think of what I'm trying to actually what the term is, but chip off they, the old block. Well, they, the monkey off their back. Oh, they monkey. won on the road. They won early. All that stuff has been a big problem for them. They were able to shake that, and uh, I mean, how crazy would it be if we're sitting here next year looking at a Broncos team that's doing really well and saying, "Oh, thank goodness they didn't they didn't uh, get rid of Vance that like like I had been begging for."
1: <laughs> everybody's <laughs> been calling. Yeah, for Yeah, everybody's head.
2: been calling yeah. for his head.
1: So good for Vance. Uh, he's he's been successful three weeks in a row. Let's see if he can continue doing it this weekend.
3: Hey, I mean, if, yeah, it's I'm 49ers. I mean, I'm they not, ought to
2: win. I'm not they part. Really of that. I'm not win. part of that group that says lose to get a better draft pick. I'm like, no. I think we've got the talent. Let's try and make. I mean, they've got a really legitimate shot shot at the playoffs here. They can win out. They, yeah. they almost are a, almost a lock if they win out. Even a nine. You know? All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to us. Please remember to go to the dot to check out prior episodes and other things about the show. Please tune in and check out the newest episode of the alien offensive and everyone have a fantastic weekend offensive out.
0: How hungry are you? Well, McDonald's has a breakfast sandwich for all hungers. Are you hungry, hungry? Try a sausage McMuffin, just a dollar. If you're a man, I am hungry, hungry. Try a sausage McMuffin with egg for three bucks. And if you are new heights of hunger, hungry, try our new triple breakfast stacks. A tower of sausage, cheese, egg, and bacon on your choice of a McMuffin, biscuit, or McGriddles. See, a breakfast sandwich for every hunger. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer cannot be combined with combo meal. How hungry are you? Well, McDonald's has a breakfast sandwich for all hungers. Are you hungry, hungry? Try a sausage McMuffin, just a dollar. If you're a man, I am hungry, hungry. Try a sausage McMuffin with egg for three bucks. And if you are new heights of hunger, hungry, try our new triple breakfast stacks. A tower of sausage, cheese, egg, and bacon on your choice of a McMuffin, biscuit, or McGriddles. See? A breakfast sandwich for every hunger. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Cannot be combined with combo meal